This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Shaney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. Oh. Damn, if you would like to buy some merch, go to our big cartel, bigcartel.com slash coppercrabpodcast. Uh, you can buy Entheos merch at our night shift store or on our big cartel if you would like for me to send it to you. We have some tour dates coming up starting this Friday with Oceano and Worm Shepherd. And so this Friday we'll be in West Chicago at WC Social Club. July 30th, Minneapolis at Skyway Theater. The 31st, Indianapolis at Emerson. August 2nd, Frederick at Maryland at Cafe 611. The 3rd, Pittsburgh at Preserving Underground. The 4th, Albany, New York at Empire Underground. The 5th, Horseheads, New York at the L. The 6th, Brooklyn, New York at the Meadows. The 7th, Columbus, Ohio at Ace of Cups. And then our last summer show will be August 26th at Kentucky Irate Festival. And our guest today is Mark Lewis. Hey, what's Mark, up, man? Hey, what's up? It was a long, long, uh, long drive to get here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have talked about you on the podcast quite a bit. Oh, sick! So get oh. right, right into it. Yeah, we oh. bring you up a lot. Oh, all right, cool. Bring, bring me up even more. <laughs> well, now, first of all, you made you summoned me. <laughs> <laughs> you made up golden lobsters. We told you about this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people who listen to our podcast call themselves golden lobsters now, and it's all because of. Um, Something that you made up. So yeah, thank no, you for I that. did. It was it was part of the the uh, the login credentials for you guys to listen to your mixes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, really I good know. mixes. Because I was like, Chaney, we need like a name for people that listen to the podcast, you know. And uh, we thought about it for a while, and then I didn't even realize what that login meant. I thought you were just. I actually thought it was just random. Oh, an auto-generated yeah. one? Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I was like, oh, that's a total Mark joke. Yep. It took us literally, yeah. I think, two months to figure out why you'd done that. Like, the lobster part I got, because you've called me Lucy Lobster for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> but the golden, it never occurred to me. And then two months later, it was like, Mark's a fucking genius. It's <laughs> crazy. Stacy Shrimp. Yeah. Stacey Stacey Shrimp. One too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, total genius move. Universe brain. Damn. I mean, so I, I, was like, that's I didn't, what, that's I didn't mean for it to be that that deep, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Dude, yeah. I saw, like, I see people on, like, Metal Blade posts for us. Oh, really? Saying, calling themselves GLs, like, GLs represent. GLs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we made a, a GL for life. I'm going to call them G-Lobs. 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 That's already been, go. that's already in the comments. G-Lobs. G-Lobs. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So Mark is the uh, arbiter of that. I like that. Great like phrase. Yeah. And Sick. amongst others. Go yeah. me. But another thing, Mark is a metal engineer. Yeah. He's a, a great dude. Oh, thanks. I, I'm, uh, well, we met at that Whitechapel show. No, no. We met in Florida. We yeah, did. You came, when you were living You came in with Florida. Cliff Wiener to a show. To old, one of our old shows. Oh, Cliffy. Shout out to Cliff mm-hmm. Wiener. Okay. Uh, yeah. Was, it was a back booth, wasn't it? Was it was definitely yeah. a back booth, yeah. That was place it? is gone now. Really? Oh, it's it's, they made. They, I think they called it Space Bar for a minute. I don't know. I haven't lived there for five years, but okay. As far as I know, it's gone. And I was just always oh. so. Uh, if anybody's from Orlando or touring bands remembers uh, Back Booth, what a fucking shithole it was. And <laughs> shout, shout out to Aaron, the the old owner. He was a gr- he was a great guy, you know, and, or is a great guy and a good friend. And uh, but I just always never understood why that club was laid out the way it was because it was like I a, know it had a lot of room. Yeah. But they, it was like the worst 
layout of all time. It's definitely the <laughs> worst really layout weird. of all time. You walk in and you walk directly into where bands are doing merch. Yeah. And then the stage is like, you walk to the left and the stage is facing the back of the room. It's like on a corner. Yeah, the, sta- corner the stage is yeah. catty corner. And then the sound booth is literally in a booth under the stairs. And there's like a stair oh, yeah. thing yeah. that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It made zero sense. Yeah, I, I saw a bunch of amazing shows there. I will say one time I saw Darkane there. And uh, I just like walked in that little booth cage and sat with the sound guy and like put headphones on and listened to Darkane and headphones. And they were Darkane. Fucking insanely tight. A Swedish like tech death. Okay. Unbelievable band. All right. Yeah, like incredible stuff. That sounds like something that you'd be into. You would love it too. Okay. Dr- drummer, drummer's incredible. You would be sounds like, good. this guy's legit. What's um, the drummer's name? Peter Wildewer. I think Never is his name. Him. Yeah, dude. And yeah, they're amazing. Amazing. Amazing band. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so we met there, and then we didn't really talk that much, though. Kind of just said hi. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Who were you? Who was that tour with? <laughs> that might have been I'm our trying to first think. It was. I think it might have been with the Contortionist. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, first couple mm-hmm. of tour. And right. then uh, I guess we met you after that again uh, at that Whitechapel show. Whitechapel Christmas show. Christmas show. Yeah, because I remember that didn't we, didn't we end up at Cookout real late? Yeah, that night? and then you we took like, us Hello. to first. That was my first time at Cookout. Yeah, you took me to Cookout for the first time ever. You there know, was like a goth dance party after the show. Well, that's a college town, so yeah, yeah. There's always weird shit. Yeah, so Whitechapel does a show like every year, a toy drive kind of a show. Yep, and Knoxville. we played it that one year, and uh, you were there. And then, yes. yeah, you, like, hung out for a little while, and then uh, after, like, everybody kind of took off, and we were all hanging. Yeah, yeah. And you were at the bar and stuff, and I was like, man, this guy, like, rules. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, he, my God, yeah, he, like, we, 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 we went back to the venue, or did we go to cookout after and then go back to the venue? Fuck, that night's It's foggy. <laughs> it's foggy. But we were, like, do, we drinking we uh, did. absinthe. We did do that. We yeah. went to back, or we went to fucking cookout, and then yeah. we went back to the venue. Yeah, and then we were hanging out in the upstairs bar of the venue, I believe. Cause Maybe. Yeah, the upstairs bar. And they yeah, had the upstairs absinthe. Yes, there. yep. Uh, yep. No, it was I, super I fun. I totally forgot about that. My memory's so bad, dude. Like, a lot of guys, like, I have friends <laughs> that remember everything. Like, my best friend growing up back home, like, motherfucker remembers everything. And, yeah. I'm, just, and I'm just like, dude, I don't remember shit. I don't either, especially with, like, venues. and t- I'm just like. Yeah. I can remember the layout like, of, like, every single venue I've ever been to. Like, really well. I remember venues well, but I don't. Like, there's a lot of details about Like, that night, like, I remember going to cookout, but I t- totally forgot about the upstairs bar hangs until just now. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, that was the first time going to cookout. Yeah. yeah. Cookout. But then after time. that, uh, I did the Whitechapel album. Yes, you did. And I came out here and stayed with you. Yeah, that's right. You stayed in my continually changing piece of shit house. <laughs> I don't think I'd call it that. Yeah, well now now it's <laughs> becoming less of, of a turd. Well it's now it's got a fucking I don't know what how much, but uh it looks like a million dollar studio. A yeah. dope studio. Not a million dollars, not even close. <laughs> how much do you think though? <laughs> like oh. if we're putting it into how much does it cost even to like make a sick studio? The way I did it, well I mean I purposely bought a house that had two garages in it. Well, three yeah. garages, you know, technically with the space with the floor coverage, but you know, two car and one, and then one car on the house. And I have 
over 11-foot ceilings, which isn't insanely high, but I bought the house because of the garages. And, okay. I've, and I've probably put a nice used luxury car's worth of money into those rooms. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's not so not, not, e- not even not even six figures, not even close. Okay. Um, Still fucking legit. But, though. I mean, if you're talking about the gear, that's a, I mean, that's a yeah. career's worth of shit right there. So that's... Oh, that's a totally different right. That's totally plus the house. I mean, plus the house. Yeah, yeah you yeah, have yeah. to have the space. Yeah, but I'm talking about just the walls and the treatment and the labor to get the place sounding as good as it sounds now. Totally. Yeah, it was. It's fairly. That's what people don't understand is like it's acoustics are are a good person and the materials aren't fucking magic. You know, it's like it's it's regular materials. Right. You know, I mean, with the exception of the of the low frequency membranes that are all over my room, <laughs> I should like. Like send you guys a picture of the room and we can point stuff out and talk to, and talk about it. Do you yeah, have you Do you have a picture right now? We can pull it up on the internet. Oh yeah, no, talk. no, no. I, I, can I Can I text it to you? Uh, you could, you could uh, email, email it. To it me. Yeah. yeah, email it to me. All right, hold on. But yeah, so f- f- um, well, email it, it to it, Copper Crab was K O P E R. Yeah, because we're we're on we'll we'll be on YouTube, right? <laughs> Podcast at Gmail. We're we're gonna be on YouBoob. On Better YouTube. believe it. But uh, yeah, so, so um. Go ahead. Yeah, so I uh, stayed at Mark's house. So you stayed at that house? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. I, I thought that you lived somewhere else, Mark. Or did you have roommates then or something? I did. Emil lived with me. Emil Wurstler. Oh, got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. The, the madman. Uh, the insane. So I will say that. The sick guitar player. player alive. Yeah. yeah, he's insane. Well, I'll say that I feel like, I feel like we were a, a bit of madmen. Yeah, no, I mean we were kind of raging that, at that point. Yeah, we, it's, it's yeah, we we did rage a little bit. It was um, fun. What the I, fu- I, that was like the time of my life, man. I had dude that 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 record was great. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I've ever told you, but that was like kind of life changing for me. I appreciate. That. I think it was life changing for the way, that, like, very much. Yeah, for the way that Naveen even wrote music. I yeah. think you've had a great influence over the way that Naveen writes music you now have, because after he, well. after he did that album with you, now he thinks more. About like the rest of the band, right? In accor- according <laughs> to playing drums, you know, I think that before he tracked with you, like vocals mm-hmm. were even an afterthought when he was right. writing our material, and because of the way that you guys work on Whitechapel shit, it made our band more cohesive in that way. You know, you're <laughs> focused yeah, on like, Phil's vocals. That's a cool drum fill. What's it sound like over the vocals though? And it's like mm, doesn't work. Right, and I'm right. Like, wow. All right. So like. Think of everything. That's a like yeah. That. That's no, a good it's, tip. It's, those guys. I mean, are are big picture dudes, and I mean, <clears throat> I feel like we've learned how to make records together too. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're all good, but you know, the Valley and Kin have become, I don't know, like a kind of an apex of of all the shit that we've learned together. I guess maybe like they're, yeah. mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. I mean, they're brilliant songwriters. So it's it's. It's easy. It's well, I wouldn't say easy, but more exciting to produce something that is that unique and well thought out. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like those guys, just they really became songwriters without sacrificing who mm-hmm. they were. You know, does that make sense? Because like a lot of guys, it's real. It's real easy to to like you know take a a bunch of riffs and do verse, chorus. You know, verse, chorus. Oh yeah, like Bridge, we're gonna make like a more catchy. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like they are really brilliant with their arrangements, and they are 
still super interesting, you know, riff wise. And yeah, I mean, I don't even know exactly what I'm trying to say other than that it's, it's exciting music to work on and they are more unique and, and better than ever, I guess. You know? Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I think another thing to, to mention is to me- like what you're talking about is you have to kind of be really inspired to make songs that are a little more structured. Yes. Otherwise it sounds contrived. Like you're just, yeah, it does. We'll just make a simple song. Anybody can do that, but that's not the case. Yeah. If someone's, you know, when you listen to really good pop songs or any type of songs, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot going on. Oh yeah. You know, and that's like Foo Fighters or something like that. You know, there's, there's still themes that, come in and out and mm-hmm. it's really clever still but it's just in a different way yeah, yeah i feel like if if your song you know it's obviously there's exceptions to the rule but if you're going to have a really simple song that may only be two choruses and two verses and maybe it's two and a half minutes long that hook has to be so undeniable and there has to be some sound or something that really sets it apart you know because i mean it's just i don't know i, I especially in heavy music like if you're just writing something that simple People aren't gonna aren't gonna grab onto it. You know, there's yeah. got to be some unique identifier that's gonna make it awesome. You know? I agree, yeah. but yeah. So I did. I feel like I did learn a lot doing that sesh. Well, good. Now, yeah, dude. I learned a lot doing that session. I mean, I learned. I mean, dude, you you've definitely been the the most incredible guy they've worked with in, as as far as drums. I think in terms of where they kind of realized their vision. Um, and and not well, you know. I mean, and and Ben Harkle wrote, "God damn, dude! Like, what? Just fucking incredible!" But he's an insanely good drummer. Yeah, yeah, music. just the guy, and just an, a dear friend, and just incredible. Um, you know, and the, but the Valley became all of that, you know, with the songwriting, all of the tech and and the groove with the songwriting, and the emotional aspect of it. Um, you know. It's just, yeah, it was, it was, it was really that, that realization of what they wanted to do. And, and you were a huge part of that because there was other drummers, you know, that we had, we had talked to and they all did great stuff, but you were that perfect, um, uh, you know, a combination of, of easy to work with and the chops that we needed, you know, it's like kind of having a car that goes 300 miles an hour, but like you want to cruise at 180. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like so it feels great at 180. You yeah, know, yeah. does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like you have all the power you need, but you only use it every once in a while. Totally, man. Yeah. It's not an accident. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it plays into why I like your drumming so much. I mean, well, one of the I like aspects. the way this podcast is going. This is great. That's yeah, we're just an all about Naveen yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loves that. <laughs> Giving each other hand jobs on here. You know? yeah. Well, I just think it's worth it's worth mentioning all that stuff because. You know, a little bit of our background. Yeah. But another thing is I got to stay for, it was 10 days. Were I got you there to that long? Yeah. yeah. I was there for, I don't know how many nights I was at your house, but I think it was 10 days. It was like eight days of tracking and then a day on each end for travel. Yeah. And I got to stay. That was the longest time I've ever been in uh, Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right down the block. Yeah, and here you are. Now you live a m- not even a mile from my house. I know. I remember when when I told you that I was like, "Dude, we're moving to like, you know, to your town." We don't always mention what town we live in. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, "We're moving to your town, man." And then you're like, "What's your address?" And I and I sent it to you, and you're like, "You're one mile from me." Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, that's fucking awesome." Actually, I think it's like point <laughs> seven five. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very close. Depending on which street you take. Yeah. I rode my scooter over to your house the other day to check on it for you. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. No, Lauren and I were out for a walk <laughs> yesterday, and um, and we were like, we're right by Naveen's house. We know it. Like, we were so close. We were down um, the next the next left you could make if you were to make it right out here and go left. Okay. Um, and we were gonna, we were thinking, we were like, man, we should stop by, but I wasn't exactly sure where the fuck it was. I knew, I know what your house looks like. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what street it is. It took me a few times to know which house was yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Now I know. Yeah. Yours is distinct because it's got like um, those figures in front of it. What are the like concrete? Oh, something. the swans. Yeah, gargoyles. that's it. Yeah, yep, yeah, gargoyles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you send me that picture? No, I forgot the email address. Okay. Oh, we yeah. Got, we got to talk. I, I was giving you compliments. It's just yeah. coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, hold on. Yeah, that'll work. I could pull it up to go to a little studio tour. But yeah, that would definitely did have a part. Just your experience staying here for that 10-day <coughs> period had a part or, you know, played a part in us moving to where we moved to, for sure. Well, yeah, when we first were moving here, we were kind of telling people, like, hey, we're moving out to Nashville, and then... It's I actually would tell people about that a, a lot. I'm like, well, I actually stayed for 10 days one mile away from right. where we're moving to. So I know the area. Yeah, yeah. and, and Which is not true. But. Well, you know, and, and well, plus Ev- Evan is is, yeah. is a is a native here. And he's just, well, two miles, three miles from yeah. us. Right. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, it's dude, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I like In it. In terms of, like, I feel like I made a, you know, like, being almost 40 years old, you know, and, like, doing a lot of really shitty financial stuff for a long time because I was a musician turned producer engineer who didn't know how to do taxes or yeah invest right. money or any of that shit. Right. And then, like, I just, like, ripped the Band-Aid off and, like, really had no savings but made it work to buy a house here. And, my God, like, there's just so many things about Nashville that make it, like, the most fucking incredible place to ever live and make records. Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. You know, just like the gear aspect alone. But, you know, like... like I know. Like, Same with us, dude. Like, uh, I'll show you after this podcast, but, like, we needed, like, a rack, like, a tall yeah. rack with wheels, you know, like, that every band has. Yeah. It's, like, found a fucking almost perfectly new one on Craigslist. Yeah. Probably for 150 bucks. Yeah, probably yeah. took you an hour yeah. to find it. And he had, yeah. like, a bunch of them. He said, yeah. let me know if you know anybody else that needs one. I got, like, fucking four of these. Yeah, dude, and it's the the recording. Yeah, exactly. Like the, it's it's insane, and like the guys probably like, here man, take my number. Here, yeah. come use my studio. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it's just the totally. fucking way natural is. It, like yes, or uh, uh, Saturday. Like when I, I got in from Canada, I was out there doing a record, and Lauren picked me up. We went and got lunch because it was like you know we're doing like birthday shit because it was my birthday last week, and she was oh you know, shit, happy birthday, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh you didn't uh, wish him a happy birthday? I did. I think I probably did. Oh no, it's Bad it's totally friends. okay. <laughs> but we, so we're out doing birthday shit, and I'm like, I got on Instagram for a minute. And I'm like, oh, hey, babe, there's a fucking, you know, a, a, a studio garage sale over in, you know, over in uh, Music Row. And I knew the guys that were putting it on, and we go over there, and it's just a bunch of awesome gear, you know, and it, nobody's price gouging or anything, but I walk in, I see a bunch of my friends, I see guys that I've only met once, and they're all like, hey, Mark, how you doing? And then, like, there's just, like, legendary producers there. There's a guy named Chuck Ainley there who's, like, a just, like, a... You know, if you're into producing, he's like a very well-known, you know, country and 
you know, uh, rock producer, you know, Garth Brooks and, you know, or not oh, Garth Brooks, George Strait and you know, uh, stuff like that. You know, the like, same. Yeah. You know, like big, big, big stuff. You know, wow. I, I, I want to say he worked on Tom Petty. Am I wrong? No. Uh, you can just say that. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah. Just, true. just, just Google is, you know, discography, <laughs> whatever, you know, and just like we had never met before and we got to shooting the shit, you know, and he's, you know, we're talking about, you know, Peter Frampton and he's like, oh man, you should come check out Peter Frampton's place. And, you know, it's like, well, if, if you're a pro in this, in this town and like, People know it. There's just no bullshitters. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, you're a pro. Like, you, yeah, you might work in heavy metal and I work in country, but so what? Come check out my studio. Like, you know, how what, what favors can I do for you? You know, like, it's just always, this place is amazing. Yeah, it's know? a lot different. It's kind of the opposite of L.A. It's it's beyond the opposite of L.A. Yeah. yeah, it's like people, my experience living in L.A. was like people wanted to be able to gain something from you and then they would be nice. Yeah. But here it's just like complete kindness. Yes. They they yeah. aren't like trying to figure out how they can climb past you. Yeah. Use you as a like a ladder yeah. step. And I really like that about Nashville. It's like LA with manners. Oh, it is. That. It is. I mean, you know, like the the studio that we did uh the Valley app on the drums. Like I loved that room. It was it was Warner Warner Brothers Studios in Music Row, like right down the street from where I went to that garage sale I was talking about. Oh. Wow. And that room was one of my favorite rooms ever. And the only reason I ever found out about that room because they don't, they don't advertise. It was Warner Brothers fucking studio. Like, it's, you know, owned by Warner. It's not like they're like, oh, we need, you know, such and such to come in here, you know, and do their, you know, local band album for 60 bucks an hour or some <laughs> shit. Like, you know, it's it's for the, you know, Warner label and stuff like that. And the only reason I ever found out about that was because I was looking at Ocean Way, which is an incredible studio in, in uh, near downtown, in Midtown. And I called Ocean Way, and the owner, Pat's like, yeah, man, like, uh, we're, we're booked the dates that you want, but, you know, what what are you, what kind of sound are you looking for? And I said, oh, I'm looking for, you know, really live, good rock room with a bit of control to it. And he goes, oh, man. It's like the best kept secret in Nashville is Warner. He's like, let me, you know, gave me the manager's number, shout out to Clark Schreiker, and like, dude, that room, like, I did Bad Wolves in there, I did the Chapel record and some other things, and like, it was like a guy who could have easily taken my business and said, oh, you know what? We don't have those days available. Check this out. Yeah, He's like, yeah. no, go to this other studio. You're going to love it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's just like so cool. that It's like a more genuine vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, yeah and people just want to help you out. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the ma- major difference around here. And yeah. I notice it even on, like, a, a smaller level than that. You know, like, p- yeah. people are just way more down to help out. Just to have a good community. Oh yeah, even at the grocery store, yeah. they're more down. Yeah, or like our neighbors. You know, like I don't really know them that well. You know, but she's like, "Oh, have you got to t- go out of town? You know, like watch your cat or whatever." You know, like, yeah, stuff great like stuff. That. I Great love stuff. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been, uh, and I've kind of taken to it. You know, like the guy who moved in next door, uh, their lawn was like super overgrown. You know, yeah, because uh, they were moving in and whatever they didn't have their mower yet or whatever. And I'm like, yo, man. Want me to hit that lawn for you, bro? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, when I when I first moved in, my my old neighbor cut my grass for me because I, yeah, I think he was more pissed at me for not cutting it than than anything. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. totally a thing. People like will walk outside and judge you, oh, judge yeah. your lawn. Yeah. You know, I'm not I, I felt that photo, bro. Sorry to cut you off, Jenny. No, did I not send it to the right? Uh, you're showing a lot of stuff on your. Not, no one could see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't want you to no, show I'm your email shit. address. I'm on my shit, dude. That's why I was like, send it to Copper Crab. Is it in spam? Mark's not going to get spammed. Hold on. No, but definitely people around here are uh, 
If you don't cut your grass, I think it annoys your neighbors. Yes. Hardcore grass cutting culture. Although there is some kind of shit yards in this neighborhood, I got to say. I've noticed that too. There's yeah. some real shit yards. Mm-hmm. There's like, one doing? on the way. So I'm the judgy neighbor. Yeah, yeah. There, there's one that's really fucked up. That's like on the way if you're coming in mm-hmm. from down the, the highway and it's like, like they don't even try. They yeah. like mode like a portion of it. I'm just like, damn, dude. Even, Probably, even I, I'm like from California, you know, I'm like, we don't even have lawns. And I'm like, damn, dude. Maybe it's, it's an old guy. It's, no, it's probably like Edward Scissorhands, like stepson or something. He's like, fuck that guy. I'm going to have the shittiest yard <laughs> ever. Uh, well, he did succeed in that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I sent him. I mean, it's it Copper Crab Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, here. See if I sent the right email. It is tricky. Yeah, That's no, one. it's one P and two Bs. Oh shit! There you go. <laughs> well, now the now the miss the non-traditional, other, the other Copper Crab podcast yeah. is getting <laughs> of uh, insider view. Pictures. I can cuss on this, right? We of course, cuss, we can you can do whatever, whatever you want. It's K O P E R C R A B B podcast. And everybody out there, as everybody knows, you can email your questions to Copper Crab Podcast. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that at the beginning of this one. We also have a hotline now. And I can't remember We have a hotline now. People can call in and leave us messages. Sick. Yeah. Can we listen to messages? Yeah, we have have a couple of them, yeah. We do have a couple? Yeah. I want to listen to messages. Um, Some of them are prank calls, though. Well, I tell you what. (laughs) Let's pull up this, this shit. And and we'll talk about whiskey while we're pulling up the shit. Yeah, what's I'm up down. with the, wi- the whiskey you brought? So the whiskey I brought because Naveen is a scotch hater and I'm a scotch lover. I can't stand scotch, but I will drink some because you brought it. Yeah, this this is it. one of my favorite scotches, but here's why I think you're going to like it. you got to read the bottle. Okay, let's see it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm hoping that... Uh, blended grain scotch whiskey. Uh Aged in first fill American oak casks. That's what you think I'm gonna oh. like. Yeah. Okay. It's got a bit more of a okay. bourbony spice to it. All right. Oh, well, that's let's tight. try it, man. Let's Fuck have it. a drink of it. I'm not yeah. not opposed. Yeah. And it's like not cheap shit, so you know, at least you'll take an expensive piss tonight. That's true. Oh, it smells good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, when we the first time we went to Europe, we asked for whiskey on the rider. Yeah. Not knowing that we were going to get scotch every single fucking night. It was probably some decent stuff. Too. It probably was. Probably was. Like and yeah, we had to, by day 30, we were finding ways to mix it. It was pretty rough. Scotch and soda is never bad. Yeah. You would think it's, that. <laughs> well, scotch and club soda. All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. All right. Let's try it out. Oh, I think that's the best scotch I've ever had. Yeah. Because I don't like scotch either, but that doesn't taste like it at all. I love that shit. That's um, really I can do good. that for sure. That's not bad at all. But <laughs> the best cheap scotch ever is Inverhouse. It's got a green plaid bottle. Okay. It's real light. It's not. Mm. A, it doesn't. It's not. It's not that scotch. It tastes like a fucking band aid. You know. Uh, yeah, I do know. This uh, kind of tastes like kind of does water taste like bourbon with whisk. Yeah, with bourbon in it. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a, really good. It's a it's a lighter bourbony flavor, you know. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I really like uh, it. I, if you told me that was bourbon, I would believe you. I would I would yeah. be like, okay, cool, yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess I'm a changed man. Yeah. It's it, well, this this <laughs> distiller is amazing. Compass Box. Okay. It's like 
they have all these unique little um, uh, blends that they do, and they're all limited time. But this is like their flagship that they that they always make. Oh damn! I believe. I think. I mean, shit. I don't know. I'm not a fucking big <laughs> big whiskey expert. I just know what I like. Okay. Well, look, they came through. They did. That cool. they did. So, did you move to? Nashville in the first place, so that just because you knew you could get a spot here and build a studio, or what was the reason behind it? Yeah, well, my sister married a guy from here, okay, and uh, who's awesome. Um, and I I visit. Well, they got married here in 2012, and I visited in 2012, and that was when Broadway was like a, you know, it was still a party, but it was nothing like it is now. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like the Vegas shit, you know. There was like. It's still, insane. There were still insane. storefronts on Broadway. There was like guitar shops on Broadway. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I visited, and I'm like, well, this place is awesome. Yeah. And then, like, the houses were like 14 bucks. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what like, people yeah. still kind of think I they know. are now. Our, yeah. our family will come and visit, and they want to move I know. My dad's like, immediately. I think I'm going to go buy one of those penthouses downtown. You know, I'm thinking, it's like. He thought no, they were going to be like yeah. those are like mil- multi million dollar penthouses, yeah. bro. Yeah, now yeah, now they are. I mean, and and um, but I mean, even when I moved, I mean, my house price is nearly doubled, and I'm sure it will go down. You know, but back then, I mean, if I had moved in 2012, my God, yeah, I would have probably twice the house I have now. But I I bet. I, I love I really love my location, man, yeah. and, and I love where we live. Like I love your location too. Yeah, the uh, the town, you know, is just, there's just so much good food, and the people are great, and yeah. I can get to the gym and the grocery store and all that stuff. And, and you know, not we don't need to fucking sell Nashville on the podcast, but, like. That's pretty much a, all we ever do on every podcast, it's, so it's all good. Good. Well, it's a big yeah. deal for some, somebody like me, you know, who works 10 hours a day, six days a week most of the time, you know, to be able to get to the gym in five minutes, right. and if I got to go to the grocery <clears throat> store, it doesn't fuck my whole day up, you know? Agreed. Because, like, when I, I was looking at places in East Nashville, Ooh. And okay. it was m- far less convenient than this. No, I'm not doing and, that. And it was, and it was, you know, maybe a little over half the distance to downtown. And we're we're twenty minutes from downtown here, right? Yeah. Which is amazing. It's and, still and close enough to where you can go. Yeah, like we we go. get to experience East Nashville yeah. Yeah. still. Yeah, and, and I'm glad I don't live in East because I, you know, like I wanted to go to Target or Walmart. Like it's a fucking whole thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and ninety percent of your life is just going to the grocery store and the gym and yeah, yeah, running air. Yeah, you can get your errands done here. Yeah, like you get your fucking. You don't have to go right. to Nashville, you know. Yeah, right. Which is kind of crazy because I feel like we haven't left here to go to Nashville in a while. I like yeah. how we're so cryptic about what town it is. Well, well they could probably go on my. It's Facebook pretty easy and to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have said it before, so yeah, it's whatever. But uh, oh yeah, so I did get the picture. Oh, cool. Boom. Check All that right. shit out. Yeah. Oh, yes. This Insane. is really the first time I've talked about it. I mean, uh, I guess I should start putting pick. stuff. Look at that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Picture in picture. I guess I should start putting. Um, pictures online? Yes. Pictures online. Agreed. But I, I'm working on a website with an amazing web designer. Awesome. No one goes to websites. Yeah, but. but it, yeah, they do. Yeah, no. They really but do. But it's, it's, it's not really like some interactive thing. It's more like a way for people to be able to, to get a hold of me or to see. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, be like if they want to. S- clients, you send them there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also the interface like that, that you guys logged into to listen to your mixes and stuff like that. So it'll be more complete. Right. But it's going to be very simple. Got it. Either way, so we'll, if we go back, like. 
the guy that designed it is Roger Darcy. He did he did Sukoff's room as well. He did Andy Sneap's place, but he's done a bunch of. Uh, he did a studio in Tel Aviv. I worked at called Bardo. And I mean, every that is just beautiful, man. So is yeah. he just he's like coming up with the blueprints and sending the blueprints to all of these people, and then uh, uh what are yeah, what's it's, the it's, word I'm thinking of? Uh, the guy who actually builds stuff. Oh, my contractor. Yeah, the contractor yeah. actually comes in and takes his blueprints and builds what he designs, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a great uh, contracting company here that I use, and obviously, my dad was a contractor, so I knew enough to to like be able to speak up if something wasn't right. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, and I wanted to do more work myself, but I just didn't have, I didn't have, wasn't able to take the time away from work yeah. to pay for the fucking thing, I know. you know? Um, so <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, Roger did an incredible job like with the space because when I was buying the house, I said, look, you know, I, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And he said, well, you know, make sure you find some, some spaces with at least three meter ceilings, you know, which they all do everything metric. So yeah, I found okay. two, you know, the 11 foot ceilings and, and, uh, he just like knocked it out of the park with these rooms, man. They sound so good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like this stuff, like in the, on the back wall behind the panels with the that's holes in it. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. That's like a low frequency membrane. This it, yeah. stuff. It's not burlap potato it, sacks for n- those of you out there. No, it's like a lead impregnated rubber and it's, it's got that, that they call it a Hessian backing. It looks like canvas on the back, but yeah. if the other side of it is like a. Like a rubber, and that you had to or fly a in. Pleather, right? I had to fly it in. Yeah, it yeah. cost me more to ship it here than it did to pay for to wow. pay for the materials. From where? From <clears throat> Wales, from uh-huh. England. I love how you guys left the windows. I do too. That, that was legit. Yeah, that that was a big deal for me. I've I always need sunlight in there, and that That's the, the middle, opposite of Jason's. Yeah, dude. The the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The middle window is fucking hilarious because my dad, rest in peace. Like we were building the drum room. And we were cleaning out that garage and that piece of glass was sitting there. And I mean, that glass is a half inch glass. Oh yeah. This one here. Yeah. yeah so I think people probably can't tell from the picture, but you have your double hung window back here and yep. then there's space yep. in between that. And then you have another piece of glass. And is that just to provide extra sound barrier to the outside? Yes. Well, basically, it's to make that whole middle part there kind of acoustically invisible. That's why there's the panels with the holes, and then the mm-hmm. and then the the slatted wood in the front, yeah. and then there's insulation. Yeah. And this sort of angles. Yeah. There's a there's a window right behind the control right table desk for those of you who are just listening. Yeah. And then it angles out on either side behind your monitor. Yep. And that creates a bunch of space over that existing window exactly yeah and yeah there's another window on top of that basically yep exactly yeah, and the piece of glass that is that window was the, in your yeah it was in the garage and i was gonna i was about to put it on the on the truck to take everything in the dump yeah and, and my dad if anybody knows him he's like don't fucking throw that thing away he's like you're gonna need that well don't do <laughs> that I, now man that yeah. thing who knows how much it is and right well that's what i would right now that's what Ooh. i'm saying and th- this was like three years ago when we were building the drum room He's yeah. like, don't fuck it through that thing. Well, you're going to need that. I'm like, well, I don't know where to put it. He's like, you'll find a place. Like, you're going to use it one day. And now yeah. it's literally the center of my fucking studio. Yeah, wow. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I that is awesome. Look at it yeah. every day. Yeah. But this is the control room, we might add. Yeah. And then you have... I do have the drum room. I, you know, I guess I could find a picture of that, too. The drum room is a very similar aesthetic. Yeah, and it's completely separated from this room. Yeah, so, it's, it's another building. Yeah. And then you ran all the wires from that... Uh, 
Under the ground? Or yeah, how? under the ground, under the driveway, yeah. We actually oh, damn. dug a conduit in the driveway and then put like 40 channels of mic lines and four speaker lines and okay. other stuff into the... Well, so is it easy to interchange if something breaks, if a wire goes out or something? Well, I mean, if we, like that, it's the... I mean, it's usually the ends that, that break. It's not like an, it's going to uh, be okay. in the middle, Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Um, so no, it's not easy if something were to happen in the middle. But <laughs> well, that's what not, I'm saying. It's yeah. not gonna. Yeah, what no. would that entail? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's a, yeah. I guess you could probably just pull the wire and then fish a new. Oh. Yeah, you'd have to yeah, fish you it. Could figure it out. That'd be, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I yeah, you'd have to fish it back out. But, I but mean, yeah, I mean, it is beautiful, man. Like that's such a great place to work. It sounds amazing, and I'm very happy with it. I mean, I literally had no living room for five years. If people, you know, wonder what kind of sacrifices you make to do this shit, I mean, <laughs> I'm certainly no rich kid. Yeah, and I literally yeah. had my studio in my living room, so I had no living room. I had a couch on the end of my kitchen, Yep. you know, with a TV hung on the wall. And, yeah, and you just chilled in my kitchen if you wanted to watch TV. And, uh, yeah, five years of that. And, um yeah, I mean, now it's done. It doesn't even feel real. I'm like, do I even deserve this? I know. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel about our, like, little setup back yeah. there. I'm like, holy shit. I get to you Yeah. Because it's, it's weird because it's under construct. Like, you're working on it for so long. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not that long for us, but, like, six months, you know. Uh-huh. And, then it, and then it's, like, done and usable, and you're like, wow, now I can just use it. Yeah. This is fucking sick. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's and I'm way more productive with a nice space. Oh, I'm way more productive, too. And, I mean, it's funny. People... May not believe me because I've gotten so backed up because all all my all my postponed COVID work, you know, because yeah. I had a bunch of international records and then and then my current work just like this giant train wreck this year and I've done more gotten more work done in the in this first half of the year than I feel like I got done in the past five. It's just insane. I've done so many wow. records this year. It's just the productivity's awesome. better, you know. And I mean, you know, having a little one at home gets me up early and into the studio early too, which I think I work much better like that as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. But uh, we've announced this already, but you mixed our album, new album. Yeah, dude. Album's amazing. <laughs> and it came out fucking sick, man. Yeah, it's cool. It doesn't sound like anything else. I mean, I'm happy that... It sounds really cool. Happy that it doesn't sound, you know, like a bunch of drum samples or a bunch of whatever. No. It I'm sounds happy like about your, that, too. Your drums, your guitar yeah. playing, your vocals, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. I th- I, and I hope that Metal Blade's happy. They seem happy. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um. I think they're pretty stoked. But right? I mean, you know, that's a that's a part of why we came to you because you make shit sound like a real fucking band and we don't want to sound like an uh, you, that's what I love about all of your stuff. It's not over processed and I feel like that's become such a everything is so canned now. Right. There's such a canned yeah. production that was birthed from like gent and the oh, whole thing. I agree. And uh a lot of bands don't sound like bands anymore, but you everything you mix and I feel the same way about Jason. Everything yeah. Jason mixes, it all yeah. sounds like bands playing. Yeah, well I mean it's I guess we're kinda you know, I mean I guess there's guys that are older than us that do the can thing, but I mean we were definitely like especially Jason. Jason's three three or four years older than me. I mean this is like a critical time. I mean, even if I was five years younger, I would not have had the experience I had, you know, with the analog style workflow. It's not like I was mm-hmm. recording to tape all the time, but like using outboard gear. Yeah, when I first that. got to recording, it was like we were recording on ADATs and DA88s and well, all this. You know, it wasn't we weren't looking at the screen. But e- either way, like it's just what I want to hear, and like a lot of guys really love that can shit. Some guys like yeah. just fucking love it. Like, I mean, so. I think it definitely works. 
yeah. for certain bands. Yeah. Yeah, like but I feel like it doesn't work more often than not. And a lot of guys, like, they get excited by it. And I'm like, don't you wonder what your band would sound like if it sounded like a fucking band? And if it sounded like you playing. Yeah, like, don't I, you want your style to be captured? Yeah, That's a yeah. pretty important thing to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. agree. Some, I agree some guys, I guess the money's just good enough and they think that that works. It's like, oh, okay, you know, like, yeah. It's, 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 it's <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I mean, because everything I grew up listening to, you know, even something like Fear Factory still sounds like humans, even though it's like, made yeah, to yeah. sound like a robot like there's totally. still like you can hear like like raymond's like kick and snare fighting like they're not like mm-hmm. perfectly gridded like even if they even if they drew those kick drums and they never fixed the hands or yeah yeah you know or whatever it is like it's yeah like it's just something so much more exciting about it and i feel like my brain turns off when there's when it's perfect yeah yeah mm-hmm. you're not threatened anymore your, your brain's like oh i don't need to listen to that because there's nothing <laughs> nothing interesting happening yeah i think a good uh Somewhat of a balance. I mean, it kind of depends. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a case-by-case case thing, for sure. And I think a lot of people would, you know, uh, some people would even say that you know, that my stuff is over-polished, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, but then sometimes I try not to do that, you know? Like, a lot of me, like the Cannibal Corpse record I did, a lot of people argue about that, you know? Some people think it's the best thing they've done, which I, I don't have an opinion on that either way. I mean, I, I love the old stuff. That's what I grew up loving, you know? But some I people are like, oh, it's too either. polished. And other people are like, oh, it sounds so sick. And you, you know, did like, a skeletal domain, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's definitely a departure production-wise, you know, as far as they're, as they're concerned. Um, did you use two metal zones on the guitar? Just one. Not two See, in line. see I, 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 would, I would love to be able to redo the guitar sound on that album. I feel like maybe it's a little safe for the for Cannibal Corpse. But, the you know, like the drums and the bass and the vocals I thought were great, you know. but And you tracked it too? Yeah. That's sick. That's fucking sick. Wait, did amazing. you do that audio hammer? I did, yeah. Okay. Did it all there. It was great. We had a blast. What was that like? Fucking amazing. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean... That must I, have been sick, though. You're, like, sitting there, like, yeah, I'm recording like, Cannibal I'm right now. Oh, dude, like, they're, they're... Deal with it. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the best dudes. They're, like, the nicest fucking guys. We used yeah. to... Like, I did the, the Conquering Dystopia record, too, with, with Loomis and, and Alex Rudinger and Keith Merrill and... and uh, Webster. And Webster. Webster. And we would like make jokes about how Webster is like the nicest guy in the music business, like <laughs> at least in heavy metal, because there, there was like talks of us like making a coffee table book of like all the nice things he would do for people, you know, <laughs> guess, like, yeah. like picking up a nail in a parking lot or like helping an old lady across the street <laughs> or something, you know. But yeah. I mean, it's, and and like you know, like George, like George is fucking so on it, like in terms of like. I think we did great vocals on that album, but it took us three weeks to get the vocals done because we oh, really? we just shot the shit the whole fucking time. Okay, like yeah, it was I feel like, like he would do the vocals like one take, just like yeah. here's the yeah. Oh no, I mean it was it's it was it wasn't a lot of takes, but I you know it was it's having you know, fun. I was trying to push him to sound a little bit more like classic corpse grinder okay. and not just low all the time. But then, like, we would do a take, and then, like, one of us would fart, and then it would be like a three hour conversation about farts <laughs> or whatever. Like, like it was just like, That's dude, sick. it was. I mean, in George, you know, George can talk his fucking face off, but never met him. Oh, you never never met met George? Never met him. Can't wait to meet him. I want to meet him. I actually don't really know them. I I know Alex. I've met him in person a couple times. And then uh, he, I I was talking to him about doing a project. And we had been going back and forth a little bit. But uh, Blotted Science. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But. I don't know whatever really ha- became of it. Kind of the whole, it was like right before COVID. Right. Oh, yeah. Like me and Ron and Alex were kind of talking. Uh-huh. We were even sending some ideas back and forth with like uh, 
just like recording and whatnot. Man, I'd love to hear that. That would be amazing. I yeah, would I know. love to hear that. When Naveen was talking about with them, w- it with them, I was like fangirling. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. Well, me, me too. Out. Like Ron is my favorite guitar player. Oh he's yeah, he's he's best. amazing. And, he's and, and the best. And Alex is such a brilliant bass player. Are you kidding me? I, like, yeah. It hit me like when Alex would like send me an idea. I'm like, I'm getting an idea from Alex. Yeah, but I don't know what's going to happen if I'm going to do it or not or whatever. I feel like a lot of times he's he's totally oblivious to his importance, <coughs> or at least he doesn't. Yeah. he doesn't take it, uh, you know, like we do. And I guess you know that's a good thing. But that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good. Thing. They're that's all just so amazing, nice. you know. It's it, I love them. Yeah, yeah, they're all great guys. I mean, even the past members, like you know Jack Owen. Like I worked with him a lot on in Deicide, and okay. Oh my god! I was just talking about him the other day. How fucking funny that dude is! Like, yeah, that dude's way sick. Blood, yeah. Bloodthirst is probably maybe my favorite Cannibal album. Oh, I feel like he maybe had a. Yeah, it feels like he might have had a hand in writing some of that stuff. Oh yeah, no, J- Jack did. I mean, and and you know, and Alex writes a lot of the sick riffs too. Yeah, like, yeah, I know that. You know, I know that like, for sure. Damn. I mean, I like a lot of Cannibal. Yeah, I'm a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. Well, they're one of the best to ever do it, man. Yeah. You know what's weird? It's a lot of kids these days, speaking of old guy stuff, like, they don't like Cannibal. Really? Well, yeah. here's, here's the thing that happens, I've multiple kids who've never though. even heard them. Here's the thing that happens. If you enter into music and you listen to, like, let's say Deathcore, you listen to all of these extreme vocals and, mm-hmm. like, crazy fast riffs, you can't really... I could see how it would be hard to go from that to like appreciating Cannibal in the way that they should be appreciated. I mean, there, there was a, there was a time where I felt like maybe Cannibal and Deicide, like when I got really nerdy, I'm like, ah, oh, they're too slappy or something. Like, I would say, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but now you go back and you're like, no, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, those it's are not classic. fixed. It's like you know, and and the guys that are all fixed and perfect now, like they can't fucking play Cannibal I know. like that. I know, no, like I could make Cannibal sound like those bands. But you, but those bands could never sound like Cannibal. True, right? True that. Well, wow. they couldn't. R- they also writing the songs that Cannibal has written. Those yeah. are classic metal songs. Well, they're pop. They're pop culture at this point. I mean, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be like Motorhead or fucking, you know, or some. You know, like they they are. They're pop culture. I mean, the yeah. t- the t shirts and the fucking imagery. You know, I mean, it's gonna be in thirty years. You know, as cool as a Motorhead t shirt or whatever. Well, I kind of feel know. like they have songs that are like decidedly more like pop so it sounds crazy to say this but like they have their more like pop death metal songs. oh yeah you know, like sentence to burn yeah yeah or like you know uh the fire scourge of iron it's like they're way more straightforward but they know how to just write this like really catchy fucking song and then they have a lot of stuff off of violence unimagined is like that too yeah but then they also have like to me they invented like playing a riff that's like 16 bars. Yeah. You know, that like yeah, yeah. goes for a long time. Then also, they, I mean, there's a whole genre of music that I don't think people are aware of, like like the Conquering Dystopia and stuff. Yeah. Well, Cannibal did it first with From Skin to Liquid. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, my God. That's, skin to Liquid, Jesus Christ. Dude, that song fucking changed my life. I was oh like, my oh, God. it's so heavy. Instrumental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like all whole tone and, and stuff. And it, and, it, and it takes you somewhere, man. Fuck. You know, it's like, it's like, like, when, like when you're watching a good movie. Yeah. And, you, and and you forget that you're watching a movie. You're yeah. just in a space, dude. You know, like you're just like, oh my god, yeah. Skin to liquid, like. It, it also yeah. has. I get chills singing about that song. I know, me too. I love that song so much. I'm glad that you feel that way. Yeah. But it also has this thing that happens where when a really really good song that I love happens, when it gets kind of towards like the ending riff, you're just bummed. You're like, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like it's ending. Yeah. It sucks. Yep. It's over. But dude, the first time I saw Cannibal. They ripped that f- first. 
Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. They yeah. fucking came out and just played it first. Well, and so then Corpse sense. Grinder came out. That and makes I was like, so much sense as an intro song. Yeah, That's yeah so I was hard. like, that was, it was so legendary. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen Cannibal Live. Oh, oh really? It's yeah, so I, no, so I'm very, very upset about yeah, it. That's a bummer. Yeah, I, I have a bucket list thing uh, that I want to go on tour with them. Yeah. I want to oh. go on tour with them. I don't, I don't see why not. You're label mates. I've never done it. I've never done it. You will have a blast. Yeah. They I really want to do that. Yeah. I mean, and I'm going to buy a cannibal sweatshirt on the first day. No, they'll, they'll, yeah. No, I'm going to go buy one before they know who I am. That's what I've said for Same. years. It's going to be like, Shh, thank you. <laughs> and then yeah. that's it. So that's a bucket list item for me. I'm pretty sure you can make that happen. I know, huh? Considering you're on the same label and, and share Steve. management. Yeah, I should tell Steve. Dude, what's up, man? <laughs> you got to get on, Steve bro. on the podcast. <laughs> well, Steve, Steve would people, never people, be people, on people the like, podcast. People would be like, did Naveen get Howard Stern on the podcast? <laughs> I know. Holy shit, they would be like that. <laughs> Listen, brother. You know what? The other day Steve we were... hides in like, uh, I've seen him in, like he went somewhere with Whitechapel and they would post pictures Um of, I think it was like Mexico or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would yeah. take pictures of it, and Steve would be like hiding It'd in the It'd be like background. a Where's Waldo. Yeah. Like well, you could find him. It was but my favorite he was thing like ever. Off in the corner or something like that. Yeah, like oh, oh, it's, it's hilarious. dude. No, he, he is. And I remember sending him a, like a screenshot, and I'm like, I, I saw you on social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but like, like so, so, you know, like we were talking about it was my birthday the other day, and, and Slagle, you know, like it's always cool when Slagle's like happy birthday or something like dude, that. Dude, the other day Slagle awesome. shared because um, Howie Mandel like did a TikTok with my shit, right. and Slagle shared it, and I was like, it was like the heavens had opened. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> like, always great when Slagle shares something. Yeah, it's so like, what? Slagle wishes me happy birthday, and then and it has one like, Steve Davis. And I, <laughs> and I was like, that's Steve. You know, like, Steve's not going to go on my, on my page and, and write. It's gonna, he's going to lurk. No, he's like, yeah. ah, I was here. Wait, he has a... Uh, he does. Oh, he's, he has one, and you're added to it. And yeah. I'm not fucking Wait, what's his account? On it's, Facebook it's or Steve on, Davis. on Steve Instagram? Davis. It's just Steve not, Davis. Now he's going to get a bunch of podcast listeners. I know, but the thing is, I guarantee you, I don't know this. He won't accept Here's what I'm thinking. No friends, no profile picture. No, he has no profile picture. It like, can't have a profile picture. picture. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't. I, he I'm not going to say what it is. But. If he sends an email, no subject. Oh, it's always no subject. Never no subject. a subject. No I can subject. never find it if I'm searching for... Actually, today he sent us a subject. I'm I have surprised. noticed it's, that. It must be the first thing. I have thing. noticed that. One time, like there's rarely... Also, how does he do this? There's no capitals. Yeah, I don't know. How does he do it? Yeah, yeah. I think it, on an iPhone, it capitalizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be like sent from iPhone, no yeah, capital. Yeah, like, yeah. How does that even happen? Yeah, he yeah. deletes the for that. <laughs> well, I like I, I'm I'm doing another Metal Blade band starting next week, and I can't say yet because they're not announced. I'm excited about that though. By the yeah, way. yeah, yeah. It'll it's gonna be sick. sick. It, yeah. It'll be sick. And they're and they're young, very young. You're also doing my favorite band of all time. Oh, which yes. we won't say. Yeah, no, that's and I'm very excited about that too. <laughs> Um, so I'm doing this new band and they're young. They're like 21 to 24 years old and they don't fucking answer emails at all. And Sick. so God, I must be the best uh, band I person know. ever because oh, I reply very it, quickly. Yeah, no, you, it's, yeah, it's great. But I, I'm like, Hey guys, let me know if you need strings, you know, picks fucking drum, like, like what, you know, like I know what drum heads I'm going to order, but you know, I, I, I'm like, what do you need? You know, sticks, strings, picks, you know, fucking, you need batteries, like, for your EMGs, like, what the fuck ever. Like, three days goes by, and the manager's like, hey, guys, need you to, need you to respond to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, 
I respond, and I'm like, hey, guys. And then all of a sudden, Davis is like, you guys need to respond to Mark so you don't show up and have nothing to record with. <laughs> like, and just like, just like the way he words stuff is just like so abrasive but so oh, short. It. It's fucking hilarious. Is Steve managing them? No. Oh, is it, he's working no, with, you. with you. Yeah, yeah. but he, yeah. Yeah, he represents me on it. And, <laughs> and their manager is part of Steve's company. Oh, uh, oh okay. Unchained. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I like about Steve. Steve is very, he does no bullshit. Yes. No nonsense. Cuts I love, to it. Dude, he does stuff done. now, like in the last, because we've been planning, well, we saw, did the Metal Blade thing, and then we've been planning our whole Putting album and everything. Work, yeah. right. And like, just watching Steve go at it, I'm just like, man, I need to be more like that. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Like, I love it. Don't yeah. even ask what you want for. Ask for two times what you want for. Yeah. And, and then you get what you want for. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm know, like, whoa, uh, dude. Steve has made some crazy shit happen. I'm not going to say who, but we, I knew exactly who I want to shoot our music videos. Yeah. And I've known. And I said it right away. Mm. And I got laughed at by other people. But Steve was like, I'm going to make this shit happen. Yeah. And Maybe now they're like shooting crazy. videos for us. Yeah. So. <clears throat> he so he makes awesome. shit happen, man. I, I seriously really love Steve. Yeah, yeah. He's taught me a lot about life. I mean, there's yeah. been times I've been very low, and then totally. I'll, I'll, I'll text Steve, and he's like, you know, I'll just say something like, "This too shall pass, brother." And I'm like, <laughs> "It's true. It's true." But yeah, know, the other day you know, we were on a long call with him, and I was like, "Man, Steve would be like the best fucking podcast guest." He really? Oh, would. He, fuck yeah, he would. <laughs> I mean, and he'd dude, be like just smoking tons of cigs. He also oh, yeah. is like <laughs> the things that yeah. he realizes about people without them ever saying anything, just by hanging out around them for years and years. Yeah. Like he knows things about me that like, and he <clears throat> will point out things that. I don't know if most people notice. Right. You know, right. he really understands people yeah, yeah. in a really cool way. Yeah, he's a special dude. Yeah, he, he really, really is. is. Yeah. I love really, him. Really awesome. Love him very much. I'm really lucky to know him. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, he's an he's an amazing asshole. <laughs> I would like to well, uh, he's never an asshole awesome. to us, though. No, exactly. He's working, he's working for You want him on he's your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're on, the good, on his good side. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, so... What are we talking about now? Now, well, now, how now did we you, gush about Steve. So how did you, like, what made you want to be uh, an engineer, a producer in the first place? It's just kind of where my mind went. Um, I mean, my my dad was a contractor, but he was a, a big audiophile, kind of a music fan, record nerd, collector record kind of collector-ish, you know. But he, he just always had, he had a really amazing stereo system growing up. Um, JBL 4311 studio monitors were like the speakers I grew up listening to music on. And, uh, well, that's sick. Yeah. And his dad like owned pawn shops. So dad was like a musician growing up and then he's always around music. But besides that, like when I took an interest in music, it was like the first two years was just like, well, the first year was like Nirvana for a couple months mm. and I was into metal you know, too, but then I really started playing Metallica all the fucking time. He's like, hey, and, and, and Santana, like, I was, like, learning Carlos Santana solos at the time, learned how to bend and, you know, like, my first lead licks and stuff. And he's like, you know, if you're going to play this shit, you got to fucking, you got to learn how it works. He's like, you better learn, you better learn music theory and you better learn fucking, you know, gear and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was always, like, you know, strapping his equalizers together and the amps and the tape machines and pissing them off. Okay, and um, getting experimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, why doesn't my guitar in my basement sound like James Hetfield's guitar in Injustice for All? Yeah, that's I what we all wonder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, so I would, I, 
I would spend more time tweaking my amps than I would practicing. Okay. And like it got like, and then they got me, like they got me a really awesome amp when I was a kid. They got me this Johnson Millennium amp, which was basically it was made by Digitech, but it was kind of like Line Six's rival. Okay. And I thought it smoked the Line Six up. It was a sick amp. It was kind of like a Digitech Twenty One Twelve, but like an amp form. And I would spend so much time fucking tweaking that amp. Dude, and like I had a pretty sick tone back in the day. I remember when I did my first demo, the guy that recorded was like, dude, your guitar sounds pretty awesome. And he's like, you're you're good at this. You should like, you know, consider working in the studio. Okay. And at the time, I think we were paying him like, you know, 45 or 50 bucks an hour. For, and this was like a garage studio. Yeah, And yeah. he did a good job. You know, I mean, back then, like, you know, especially back then, studios, you know, and engineers, a thousand bucks a fucking day. And like engineers were making... Crazy oh, right, right. money, you know, <clears throat> yeah. and uh, and I'm like, and I didn't think I was gonna get rich, but I'm like, thinking like, well, the band never shows up, or everybody's always fucked up, or whatever. Like, never keep a band together, like, and I love this, like, it, like my my mind just works like a producer, because I have, you know, I can work with bands, and and they're like, how do you yeah. do this? I know, like, they're like, they're, they they think they think that's, it's a, I, that's what I think. Yeah, well, I, I have producer tendencies, yeah, but. <clears throat> I can't stand bands like e- telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Like when we were working on our on our album, you know. Yeah, I'd be like, man, I'm really sorry, dude, but uh, we got to EQ the guitars some more. You know, I'd like, I'd feel fine, really man. bad about it. Oh no, it's I know. Fine. I mean, you got to be happy. But you're <laughs> like good at dealing with that. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it. That's for sure. I mean, I just really <laughs> want people to be fucking happy with yeah, what, yeah. with what they lay down with me, man. You know, like. But yeah, this is how my brain worked, and it's and dude, I'm severe ADD. Like, so I'm like really hyper focused on things I'm interested in, and, and I can't focus on things I'm not. And uh, I think it just really made sense for my brain to to do this because I can sit and listen to a guitar sound for a fucking week. Yeah, you know? yeah. like uh, you know, like Zach and I on the last White Chapel. I mean, dude, it was like. 50 different speakers and fucking 14 or 15 different cabinets, you know, and like we just sat there just listening to the same riffs over and over, like, you know, reamp through the, through the, through the amps and the speakers and just, yeah, it's just nerdy shit. It's just how my brain works, man. And I, and I really think it was the best possible thing. Like I would have to be doing a job where I was allowed to be this impulsive yet meticulous. You know what I mean? Like, cause you have to like, there's guys that, that are good at this, that don't do what I do at all, but they're probably, you know, really incredible songwriters who have like a mix template or something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of their thing. Whereas like, I try to do like all, you know, like I try to be very musical and very technical at the same time, you yeah. know, and it's, it's, <clears throat> I think it shows man, for sure. And like the attention to detail, like, like I said, that's another thing I learned like going to record with you, you know, you're like, all right, we're going to try, you know, four different crashes on the right. Yeah. See which one sounds better. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. And another tip that I learned from you is like, and this is kind of, I think a good band mitigation thing that I noticed that you do. Like if a bunch of different people have different ideas, it's like, all right, yeah, we'll try them all. We'll just see which one's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like you're trying to be like egoistic about it. It's just like, a lot Whatever's of times, the, I'm I'm pretty sure I know which one's the right one. Yeah, but oh, you I, just say that. Yeah. To kind of. Yeah. They'll. Yeah. It's kind of like a Steve Davis. I move. was just gonna say that mm-hmm. it's the same as a managerial. It's like mindset. you sort of just 
you go, yeah, yeah, well, oh, let's try one. We'll but see he, kn- he knows what he wants. But it's like, it's, it's clear yeah. that my idea is the best. Right. And you'll know that right. after you But you, you just it. expect, it, it's like people will come around. At least that's how he works. It's like people come around to. Whereas my my way of doing it would be like, listen, man, I know what I'm doing, okay? Right. And my way is the best. And you yeah. need to listen to right. me. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah, especially <laughs> like managers and producers are kind of one and the same sometimes. Cause, I mean, we get paid to make decisions. Yeah. yeah, you know we're we're not we're not writing the majority of the song most of the time, but like <clears throat> we make that decision. No, this beat needs to be here, or you need to cut this part, or this song's not fucking good enough, or whatever whatever it is. Just just where you know managers will be like, well, you know, you guys need to be doing this for this X amount of time to set up the record for this, or this you know be on the road here, or or you don't you don't take a fucking bus this two weeks and you'll come home with. Twenty thousand dollars instead of nothing, <laughs> right, right? Right. You know, and because uh, bands are stupid. Yeah, bands are stupid. They're really stupid. But, but I mean, but I mean, I can do the same thing. Like if I'm if I'm six weeks into a record and I haven't had enough time off, like I I'm in it almost as deep as the band at that point. It's like, oh man, I got to take a fucking week away from these songs. Yeah, yeah. Because then you you kind of lose perspective. You know, you 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 go into work and you're just like, well, if we're gonna start at twelve today, we'll be done by eight, and thank fuck. It's not like you're excited, yeah, anymore, yeah. you know, or whatever. And it's you. You have to make sure that you're fresh because you're the one that people are looking at to make decisions. You yep. know, right. it's, a big, it's a big thing. That's know, cool to man. them, at least. So I kind of wanted to ask you about how you got involved with Jason and moving to Florida and like being a part of that whole thing. I mean, that's kind of a cool. Yeah, I think some people might background. think that you're from Florida. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people do think I I'm from thought Florida. You were yeah. from Florida. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I grew up in Southern Maryland, right outside right. of DC. My 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 dad's a DC guy, and my parents lived on the West Coast in the seventies and eighties. And well, oh, seven in the in the seventies. Sorry, they moved back to Maryland in like eighty one. Okay, and I was born eighty three, because my dad was like, I think the economy was kind of doing what it's doing now. Okay, in the in the early eighties, it was about to take a big shit, and my dad was like, Oh, let's fucking go back to where I'm from because it's cheap as shit because they lived in Santa Ana. They were like oh, Orange County people. And um, dad's like, I'm, we're moving back to Maryland. Like, I can make great money, you know, owning a construction company, building houses and whatever. And um, I, so I grew up there 20 years and then I was originally going to go to like MTSU in Murfreesboro or maybe try and go to Berkeley but Berkeley was just like so fucking much money. Okay. You're going to go for guitar or for, (laughs) for guitar and minor and recording or vice versa, I think is what it was. Okay. Cause I did go to the summer program. So long story long, grew up in DC area, Southern Maryland and ended up going to full sale. Um, right, right, right. Okay. You know, not, it's like, I don't want anybody knocking my business, but I fucking hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big school guy. Yeah. I don't do well at school. No, and it, and it was stupid because I had, I was already in college. Like I was had two and a half years or two, four semesters under my belt in like advanced music theory and stuff like that. And it's not anything that I really remember now. Like we got real nerdy, like analyzing Bach chorales and like Wagner fucking, oh, yeah. you know, Shit. I remember that. In you know, and like that, that type of stuff, like having, you know, the algebra of, you know, or the calculus of music theory. And um, so I went to Full Sail, moved there, 
to Orlando and I kind of hate, I was in winter park and I hated it. And, um, like the first six months of that school, I felt like Billy Madison. I'm like, you know, back in (laughs) first grade and they're like, this is a microphone. I'm like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) You know, like, like when do we get to record stuff? I can't do it. And, um, like, you know, tested out of my theory classes and stuff. And it's not, I'm not saying it was a joke. Cause I mean, I had worked really hard up to that point. I had started like studying pretty hard from like 15 to 20. I was like, nose to the fucking grindstone, like nothing but guitar playing. And, uh, okay. You know, so did you kind of feel like you were going to be a guitar player at first? At yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took guitar very seriously. I mean, I was a performance major Okay, and, um, then ended up at full sale because I felt like I would be able to find work again, you know, just really kind of always had that, uh, how does it work mentality beaten into my head, but it also just, it really pulled me in the recording. Like what I was talking about before. So I went to full sale and that was really a joke. Um, I, <laughs> I, I did, did really well. And I've always, always an average student and I like fucking killed that school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was cool. It made me feel good about myself. But, you know, like then I met Jason. He was at Full Sail. He was not at Full Sail. He he went to Full Sail about two years or three years before me. I was, okay. there, in two, I was there in 2003. So I think Jason was there in 99 or 2000. Him and Ron were there at the same time. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's how okay. They, that's, that's how they know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a friend of mine, Josh, told me, he said, man, there's a heavy metal studio out in Sanford. They recorded God Forbid. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I had heard Determination. I'm like, oh, that's a cool record. Like, Oh, Eric, they did that? No, Eric Rachel did Determination. Oh, okay. But I had heard Determination, and, and I hadn't heard the EP that Jason had done. Okay. And um, I literally just fucking emailed Jason. I'm like, hey, dude, like, you know, I saw you have, like, seven strings on your website. Like, I play seven string. I'm a guitar player. I go to Full Sail. He literally wrote back. He's like, hey, dude, like, uh, here's my instant messenger. Like, <laughs> and, like, we started talking. He's that's like, hey, awesome, man. He's, wow. like, just, he's like, just come by and hang. And, like. And I went there, and his brother Jordan was there, and literally. Oh, he's like, a drummer, right? Yeah, his brother is yeah. insanely sick. He's yeah, the yeah. he's the drummer of Crotch Duster, is that? Or he's he was the a drummer, drummer of Caffernum or Caffernum, however. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's a big hip hop producer now. Um, That's I, right. He always has really? some other acronym. Yeah. yeah, but Jordan's great. Jordan and I are like our good buddies, and we got we got we always got along super well. In fact, we would gang up on Jason, you know, make fun of him, make and fun stuff. of him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a good time. But he but of course Jason never stops making fun of me. So it's yeah, not like yeah. we were bullying this handicapped. Jason does a killer yeah. Mark Lewis yeah, yeah. impersonation. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was all we were always making fun of each other. But so Jordan is there. I go down, we hang out, we jam, and like I'm just like, God damn, these motherfuckers are like two of the sickest motherfucking players I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like it was insane. And Jason was like, Yeah, you're you're not a bad guitar player, you know, like I think he was just being nice because he's insanely sick. But um, he's like, come help me out on some sessions. And then I started micing up some stuff for him. He's like, man, these guitars sound great. Like, you know, cool. Like, you know, come as much as you can. And I would go, you know, a little bit. And then I graduated and Jason was like, I think just finishing Ascendancy by Trivium. And um, is that like the first Trivium that had like a pull harder? That wasn't the first one. It was their second one. Okay. It was the first one for Roadrunner. Gotcha. And but they kind of took off on the second album, right? You guys want any more of this? Yeah, I do, actually. That's really good. It, yeah, it's I really, really, really like it. Um, <clears throat> I, I still have some, so. Thank cool. you. Um, so he was just finishing, and he really wasn't busy. So I don't think we had, like, a conversation, but it was like kind of like I got the idea that he didn't need me. So, And I wasn't dead set on staying in Florida at all. 
I moved back to Maryland in December of 04 and was interning at a studio called Q in Falls Church, Virginia. And it's still there. The studio's awesome. They have like five nice rooms. And uh, I was definitely spinning my wheels there. I went back to teaching guitar because I was teaching guitar right out of high school. And I went back to teaching guitar. I was actually teaching at the college that I went to before I went to Full Sail. And then I was teaching at a guitar shop where I grew up. And I was there naughty. It was like by April, so four months, Jason was like, hey, I think you might need you to come come back. I'm getting really busy. And then it was like May, they did the Roadrunner United thing. It started being planned. Oh, you worked on that? Yeah, I did the five songs with Jason. Man, I listened to that so much when I was a kid. That's yeah, the, the, the five Heafy songs. Um, and Jason was like, hey, man, like this lady from Roadrunner is going to call you. Like, um, can you come down and help me? And he's like, if it goes good, like I, I need help. Like, just stay. Like, I'll figure out how to pay you. And, and of course, I didn't give a shit. I'm just like, oh, my God, like this guy does cool fucking bands. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to figure it out. That's awesome, man. And, and I literally, I mean, it was like May. It was like I wasn't even home five months. Uh, it was like May. By the time I packed up my Explorer at the time and just took off back to Florida and then didn't leave until 2017. So I was in Florida almost 15 years, if you don't count the four months I lived back in, in, in Maryland. Okay. And um, that was it. I mean, him and I were working full-time together for, from all of 2005 and 2006, and then right in 07, I think. Was it, it had to have been 07 because he was paying me a salary. Okay. How much was I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't much. It wasn't much. It was it was very little. But, I mean, not, not like I, you know, it's not like you, I needed some big salary at the yeah. time. I was just a kid. But you all uh, did, so 2007, that's like when you guys did Nocturnal. Yeah, yes. But okay, so by the time that we did Nocturnal, I think that cuz to me that was like when I heard that I was like me and Dustin. Oh our, my god. Our friend who's yeah. like a producer yeah, friend Dustin of mine. Yeah, Dustin and I have yeah. talked about that. We're as well. like when we heard that we were like best production of all time like I mean, yeah, peak I, production like oh, sick. What the fuck is I this? was I yeah. was separately thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's like that to me is one of still one of the best metal mixes that exists. Yeah. Oh, period. That's, that's awesome. It's I appreciate that. It's, it's, it was definitely a, a a perfect storm. But yeah, I mean, by that time, I think Jason had quote unquote fired me. Um, oh really? Really? <laughs> yeah, because I remember I remember coming back from like Christmas or something, <laughs> and I was pulling in the driveway, and you know, Jason. If you know anything about Jason, like if he has something to say, he's not going to like hold it. And he like rolled out into the driveway as I'm pulling in. And like, I rolled down the window and he's like, Hey, um, uh, I'm not going to pay you anymore. And you owe me rent now. And I'm like, <laughs> sick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but you can have the other studio and uh, we can share gear and it's going to be cool. And you're going to be fine. And like, he was like, so yeah, I tell you, he was so nervous. And I, yeah. I was like freaking out. And then like for 13 years, I was fine. <clears throat> you know, I mean, so yeah, so you just worked out of the studio yeah, in the back where you okay. did the drums for, for, can we say that? Yeah. For JFAC? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Talk we've talked about, about it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I've also done another thing down there. Yes. The Alyssa yes. album. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my room for well over a decade. Okay. Cool. I was the only one working in there. Oh, he didn't track drums in there? No, that was a control room for a while. He turned it into a control room, which was a disaster. Uh, um, he, so wait, where was he tracking drums at then? We we had the room with uh, with Aol for a long time across the street. Oh, yeah. oh and that gotcha. whole thing went south, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, 
We should get into that. No, I'm just oh. <laughs> get into it all you want. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, the guy wants to make a living. Let him make a living if, you know, he's the one who's got to live with this stuff. Um, <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah. So that, no, the, and that room was cool. It was a, it was, that was a great sounding room, that the room over at Ayals. Okay. Um, so wait, have you been to Jason's drum room then? Or, or did he do that it, after no, you were it gone? Used, that used to be my drum room. And then he's like, hey, your drum room's going away because Aol has the room next door and I'm going to make it into this sick control room. And he spent a bunch of money to build a control room inside of that drum room. And he hated it. Well, he has the control room. In the house. Well, there is a control room in the drum room. Yeah, that was mine. Okay. That was where I sat And then for, what about the rest of it, though? The big... That was a drum room when I... So, okay, so from, from when I was there... I mean, I started there in 03, 04, all the way up until 2010, I think. That was my drum room. And, you know, well, I that was a studio where I, you know, rented from Jason and worked. Got it. That was the drum room that I used. And then somewhere 2010 or 11, Jason says, well, since we have the other room, I'm going to turn this drum room into a control room. So Jason and I had control rooms in the same building for like a year or two. And um, he just hated that room. He could never get it to sound the way he wanted to. So he moved back in the control room now that he has in a, that's, that's in his old living room. It's like sounds <clears throat> sick as fuck. That's my bedroom. Your bedroom as well. Yeah. Um, that is where we mix nocturnal. We mix nocturnal in that room, but it wasn't it wasn't nearly as well designed back then. Roger, the guy that did my room, helped him do that. And that control right. room, Jason's room, sounds fucking incredible. It's that is such a good sounding control room. It's weird because when I'm there, I'm like I just sleep in there, mm-hmm. and I never really. He doesn't really. He doesn't work in there. Yeah, when yeah. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Because we're always doing right. drums, obviously. Yeah, if you get, like, it's it's. <laughs> You know how, like, when you heard music in my room, you're like, "Holy shit, this sounds crazy!" Like his yeah. room is like that too. It's 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 if it's some incredible sounding. In there. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his whole house is a studio mm-hmm. essentially, because apparently, like, the living room that he has now was a control room as well. At some point. yes, it was. He, he so he's had three different control rooms there. Yeah. And the, yeah, they they never tore out the rest of the control room <laughs> yeah. in his living room. Yeah. Because so behind like, that wall, there's windows. Yeah, I know, but they're, like, covered up. They're covered up, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, like, when I first started hanging out there, there was, you know, there was <clears throat> it was just the studio where... There's no natural light. Yeah. In his yeah. entire house. At all. Wow. A little bit. There is just that... In little, the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, in the kitchen. In the, in the, in the, there's a the, door. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. the bathrooms? Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, the bathroom maybe, does have a yeah. door, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe the bathroom, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. It's, a, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird setup. It's definitely weird, but it's really cool. Yeah. And it's it, fun. I'm glad that I've got to record with him. And I mean, like I said, so Nocturnal, I was like, dang, this is the craziest production ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric Rachel, you know, did a good job recording that too. It was a like, he he captured things really well on that. I mean. Okay. So you guys didn't track it. No, we just mixed it. I mean, we did sample the drums. We yeah. did. But we, you know. Like, it was just the kick and the snare that we sampled. The toms are sampled, but they're samples of the drums that Shannon used. Okay. Um, and we were on the SSL then, to the SSL console, which, man, you know, it's special, dude. You know, it's like I feel like we haven't done something that exciting sounding, maybe since, but that that console, or maybe it was just the whole thing. I mean, that 
That console was such a pain in the ass. I think Jason's electric bill was $800 a month just to keep the <laughs> fucking console turned on. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, That's like what Zach has at Shark Bite. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he has a Neve. Oh, is it a Neve? I, think it's a I Neve. thought it was an SSL. Maybe, maybe you're right. You could be right. I don't know. Shit. I thought it was I'm pretty Neve. sure it's an SSL. Might but be. It, it, it could be a Neve. I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, that, that fucking, that desk was just so amazing sounding. And I, should I still think about it? And we haven't mixed on it in 13 years. You have dreams about it? Yeah. I mean, I know Jason misses it. We're always chasing that sound, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been to shark bite? Never been. Okay. Yeah. It's a great sounding room though. It's, it's a really sweet Like, room. I've gotten more than, than one set of tracks from Zach and other guys that have worked in there, and it's always like... Well, the Fallujah yeah. was... Dreamless was there. No, just the vocals. I tracked the drums for Dreamless. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, an in-studio video, and they were at Sharkbutt. It was just the vocals, not? yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The vocals and some of the guitars, I think. Oh, wow, I'm fucking yawning. But I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great-sounding room. For sure. Yeah, you should check it out sometime. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh Yeah, it's it's a weird spot because uh it's like one of those studios that was built when they were making shitloads of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's primarily used has been used for like reggae. That's what he said, yeah. yeah. It's a reggae studio. Mm-hmm. It's it's really random. And I happen to know how much he pays to rent it per day. Yeah. And it's like Next to nothing. I don't know how. Wow. Considering the room, yeah. I mean. I'll have to, I'll have to remember that in case I got to go out there or something. <laughs> seriously. You should seriously re- consider that. Yeah, it's a great studio. It is. I mean, I can just tell by the way the room mics sound when I pull up the, the drums yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But uh, anything yeah. else, Cheney? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so, you, so Jason was essentially like your, uh, he was like your guy. Who's who you learned a lot of shit from? Yeah, I guess I would be recording. his quote unquote protege or whatever the word yeah. is. Damn, you're the protege. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jason. Jason, fucking man. Like he gets so down on himself, but he is such a fucking genius, and especially in terms of like music. Like I learned so much about being a producer from him. Like I think we taught each other a lot of things, but. I don't I, I don't want to downplay what he taught me musically. Like watching him work with bands and what he was able to do with their songs in such a short amount of time, uh, that's when I was like, oh, fuck. Like I'm not remotely like ready or understanding of what my job can and should be if I want to do like, you know, something like a Bob Rock or a Max Norman or a uh, uh, Mutt Lang or, you know, whatever, like, you know, guys like that, man, or, you know, Sukov, like, watching them work, I was like, Jesus, like, this is, like, this is serious business, and these guys make crazy decisions for these people, you know, and, well, I mean, it's, it's their art and their life, I mean, you know, it's, I guess it's all, you know, how important you want to make it, but watching him work was insane, and, and it still, it still is, he's brilliant, he's brilliant yeah, in music. He is. Yeah, I think what you're saying is right, I mean, at the end of the day, the engineer, like the the musician can be amazing, but if the engineer is not equally as amazing, then the songs aren't going to translate yeah, yeah. in the correct way. They're not going to be. I mean, you don't have all of these amazing records without the engineers that worked on them. That's really where a lot of the magic happens, and that's why people like recordings. Like when yeah. you're when you're hearing a good 
artist on the radio, a lot of it is a fucking good mix. Oh. A lot of it, anything you're listening to is a good mix. There are bands that I can't listen to because their mixes aren't good enough. So, mm. I mean, that to me is like almost the biggest part of the artistry is bringing it all together in that. And then in a live environment, a lot of it is up to a sound engineer. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's all about how it's perceived and i mean you have to have somebody representing your sounds the way you want to sound and a lot of people don't take it seriously enough and i mean it frustrates me when when i see like seasoned bands with great players like go out on the road and they don't even take a sound guy like and i'm not talking like young bands i'm talking like older bands that like okay so you don't want to take crew but at least take a fucking sound guy yeah i mean we've always been like sound guys like more important than anything it's a fucking big deal man and like and people are going to remember that shit. And, you know, you might sell three more T-shirts and maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal that day, but like 120 bucks or something, you know, that night is a fucking, is a big deal. I mean, over 30 days, that's 3000 fucking dollars that yeah. you're making extra because of the sound guy. I yeah. think that that is one of the most important things to tell any band. Young bands should, that's the first thing you should look into. I'm not saying if you're doing like a weekend run or something right. that you need to get a sound guy right away, but... If you're going on tour as a band and you don't have a sound guy, you're really like leaving your band's sound in the hands of people who have never even heard, yeah. who might not even know what metal is. The, oh, yeah. the club sound guy might mix like acoustic artists yeah. every night. And then yeah. you're putting like a metal band in screamer. front of them. Yeah. A screamer and expecting it to be something that people want to listen to. <laughs> yes, I mean, exactly. It's exactly. a huge deal. Yeah. And I think for us, it, times we haven't taken a sound guy, there's so much anxiety left. Yeah, it's oh, God, horrible. yeah. It's, it, it's I, the sound guy is like the person who knows everything about how to set your shit up. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot out of your mind if you have a sound guy. I yeah, mean, it's, it's totally, yeah, it's so... So important for people to, to, yeah, to not have that worry. I can't, I mean, especially on the road, man. Like, I just can't believe when people do that shit. It's like, you have to, it's just part of being pro. I totally agree. <laughs> it's part of being it fucking is. pro. Yeah, it's yeah. true. You know? I mean, it's Well, it's like, you, you can tell, like, in the, as a, so I'm in the band, right? And I wear, like, over the head monitors like this. Right. But I can still tell when everything's where it's supposed right, to be. Right, right. Because of the vibe. Yeah. You know, and it's it's the same way on recordings. Yeah. You know, like you're trying to get everything to sit in a way where the energy is like, okay, it's coming, it's coming through. You right. Know? Right. And like even from myself, and I'm sure you get the same feeling. Like when I'm working on like a little mix from myself or whatever, like I'm kind of like, uh, and then like eventually it like it starts to come through. Like the yeah. The, like you're no longer to like, sound like a record. Yeah. It yeah. starts to sound it, like it's like an album. Yeah, I mean it's and dude, I might even say something like that like when we're just tracking drums. Like Yeah. Oh, that fourth crash, now it sounds like a record. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that sounds like what the album should sound like. Exactly. And like especially when I'm producing, like there shouldn't be a shit ton of work to do on the mix. You know, like I, it, I agree, man. And that's it's, like, it's like you got to get it right. You know, and yeah. I mean, I still I mix a ton of records where they're tracked terribly, and I have to fix <clears throat> what they're what they've sent me. But I try to keep the vibe there. But like you know, when I'm recording, like I want us to to. It's exciting, dude. Like the the, the saying, tracking dude. should be exciting. The tone should I'm be saying. exciting. 
the music should be pushing you along. Yep. And if you're dragging your feet, you either need a break or you're fucking up. Yep. Yeah. And I agree hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's, it's a, and I, it took me a long time to learn that because there would be times when I would stay up until one or two in the morning, you know, fucking things up. And then I go back in the morning and, and I would undo everything that I did the last four hours of the day. Yep. And I worked so much in the beginning and I still work so much now, but now I work smart, you know, like you have to, when you're making records, man, you have to know when to take a break. And, and I, I want bands to respect my work ethic. And I also want them to understand when and why I'm taking breaks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, and you're not just doing it cause yeah. you're like, wimping out yeah it's like, yeah no, it's good yeah to take a break yeah it's good to take a break and you, and you need like like i think i'm much better now than i was and i think bands now usually understand why i get up when i do or whatever they're like oh all right i see it's time you know like i try to be in sync with the artist uh m- the majority of the time and you know we hopefully we both get worn out at the same time you know so. yeah. yeah 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 i mean for me i've noticed like I said, when it's like kind of comes to life, yeah, I know because I start like headbanging and I'm like, yeah, here we go, yeah, like and I'm like, yeah, totally. That's yeah. like the. Do you feel like that's like the best feeling? Oh, it is the best feeling when I'm like, ooh, we are fucking doing it. Yes, now, oh, it's you, you still get chills or whatever, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. because there's like, what man like making records and being in a band, and I think more so making records and even being in a band. Like, we are so desensitized. Like, when was the last time you listened to a record that wasn't yours and got chills, you know, or whatever? Like, it's really hard to get excited yeah, about yeah. music it now. Is. It's really because really it's is. our job. And, you know, like, I'm still stuck in 20 years ago music, you know. I mean, I, and I try, of course, I listen to stuff that's current now to understand what's going on. But I don't get excited about a lot of it. And, but I do get excited about the records I make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's like the whole thing that makes it so worth it, you know. And live shows, live shows. Yeah. Like that's when, you know, shit still fucking rules, but it's so rare that I, I hear a record that, now where I'm like, fuck, you know, like this is this is it. You know? I agree. The new surruption. New surruption is very good. You gotta the check it out. Live show and the new album is just I gotta phenomenal. check it out. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean seeing suffocation like a month ago. The, there are shows that make me feel like I'm a little kid again. Yeah. And one was seeing it was seeing Fetus in like 2015. I was like, damn, I'm li- I feel like a little kid again. Yeah, yeah. But seeing Suffo a month <laughs> ago, I felt like transported back to being a kid and getting into death metal, and oh, just yeah, like so felt I was getting I got chills the entire night. Like it's just such a fucking cool feeling to see a good live show. Oh, well, I, I was crying I was, in the arms oh, of the drummer. Oh, at I, the end of the night. Oh, I believe this, I, dude. I, I was like that with the uh, with the Cavalera show with the Cavalera oh, brothers yeah, playing yeah. beneath the remains and arise. Like Emil and I went, and Emil lives literally across the street from Brooklyn Bowl now. And uh, I, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to the Cavalera show. You know, he's like, all right, man, I get done teaching and whatever, blah blah. I go in and like Warbringer's playing and they're sick as fuck. And um, <laughs> Emil shows up like right as they're finishing. And then, like, Cavalera brothers go on, and Dan Gonzalez is on guitar, and, and uh, uh, Mike Leon's on bass. And, like, dude, like, this shit was so... F- I felt like I was... It was the 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, the pit was violent. Like, the fucking sound was, 
was great, but like still gross and kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. You know, loud, and like, like yeah. way too loud. Damn, yes, and goddamn the fucking they were so tight and like Cavalera was like on point. And I was like, this is the fucking shit, dude. And like we were just like dead embryonic cells that break down, which to me is like as as good as the middle bit of raining blood, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Like it was just so fucking sick. We were yeah, just yeah. laughing. Like there's videos of me laughing. Like I'm on a roller coaster. Like just <laughs> oh, like that's how I felt so about the suffocation show, man. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, me too. Although I was in the pit. The I'm like that every time with suffocation. And, There's just and then I party with Terrence afterwards so and just totally fanboy on him. Oh god, I know. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. fanboying I was on I was Kelly Schaefer. The drummer the was holding me while I was crying. Yeah, it was pathetic. Mm. Kelly Schaefer, what a dude. Oh, he's so not. Oh, yeah. Kelly's a great dude. Yeah, no, nice and he's, guy. I met him that night, and he's just really, really kind. Yeah, so so much of that Florida death metal scene was overly kind to me. And I was a fucking kid, man, when I started trying to hang out with those dudes. You know, and obviously they're all in their 50s now, you know, if not late 40s. And, like, they must have been like, who the fuck is this kid? You know? <laughs> Especially, you know, and Sukov, too. Like, we're just a fucking bunch of turds, you goof know? Like, troop. Yeah, total goof troop. But, like, they've always been so <laughs> sick, like, whether it be the atheist guys or, or you know, Sean Reiner, you know, rest in peace, like, like, you know, or the deicide guys, or the cannibal guys, or fucking, you know, just all of them are just always been so fucking cool. And Lee from Monstrosity, like, what about Hate Eternal? You know those guys at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Eric, you know, Eric's in Cannibal yeah, Corpse now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, sure. Eric's a legend, man. Like, Eric's always like ah, brah, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's just, it's always good to see him. You know, and like those, yeah. I mean, it's just. It's so crazy what what all those guys created, you know. Or like yeah. Rob, Rob from Cannibal Corpse, like he was yeah. in Levelant Creation and he was in Solstice, and like that Solstice record that people like a lot of people don't even like. You got to go listen to that Solstice. I, record. I haven't heard. That. I haven't heard it either. So the Solstice record, Solstice, like Rob was the front man. Okay, he was the. I mean, he was guitar and vocals, but like Rob's oh, wow. a sick death metal vocalist. Wow. So like when when Cannibal's writing and Rob's songs, like he demos the vocals. Okay. And. I mean, of course, I was a Solstice fan, but when I heard the Cannibal demos for the record that we did, I'm like, "Bro, are these your vocals?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I was like, I was like, you still got it?" He's like, "Oh yeah, bro." Like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like how Rob talks, and like, I'm like, "Dude, you're sick!" Like, why the fuck, like, aren't you doing this? Like, because I mean, yeah. yeah, go listen to Solstice record. Man. I'm gonna check that out. It's, sure. it's like it's like a blue and purple cover, like this like creature on it. Um, but dude, sick. I mean. I'm down. Uh, yeah, Malevolent Creation with Alex Marquez on drums. And like, the, bro, like, that shit was, like, so, has never been topped. You know, like, Marquez and Reiner, you know, like, those guys are the best metal, like, drummers, man. Like, there was nobody like that. Like, Ryan, what yeah. Reiner and Marquez were doing yeah, in legendary. 1990 and 92, legendary. like, the way they did That's it, insane. the feel they did it. It's insane. They're athletes and they're and they're artists at the same time, and it's like, man, like there's not a lot of guys that even today. Still well, I mean, those shit. guys like paved the way for almost every metal drummer who exists now to yeah. do what they do. Yeah, especially yeah. like in the realm that we're in, like progressive death metal. Yeah, yeah our sure. band would not exist without those bands. And there's still only a handful of guys like you and Ben Harkle Road, and 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 well, guys he, like, doesn't play anymore. I I know, I know, and he needs to. But you and Ben Harker wrote, and who, who, who are the, there's like still only a handful of guys in the scene that like 
have the groove and the chops and hit hard. You know, Tony yeah. Westermark, I have to throw he's the drummer of Surruption. Oh, he okay. is I'm fucking saying, incredible. Dude, have you seen him live? No, I don't he think He hits, I you would like him. He hits so fucking hard. Dude, His groove seriously? is on point. Yeah. I would yeah. put him up there with the best. For it's sure. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's unbelievable. I, I was like, I had a smile on my face, and yeah. I couldn't take my eyes off of Tony. Oh, and I'm very I'm much just, like a vocalist yeah, right. watching person, but I could not take my. I've eyes got off some of videos Tony. on my phone. I'll show you. From yeah, yeah, and it's and, and, it's, and you see this. The, those drummers are still like a you know, there's a still, diamond a dozen. Yeah, yeah they're rare. Yeah, yeah or is that rare? Is that how you say rare? It, no, yeah. no. <laughs> All right, sorry. But but diamond a dozen is like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. They're rare. Yeah, they're still they're still rare, and it's still a feeling you get from seeing. Guys like that. When it's you just, see it live, yeah. and they're just like they come Murdering, on, you're yeah. just. But that whoa, is the thing. Man. That is the thing. Going back to all the canned production, it's made it seem like everyone plays that well. Like that. I know, but I they know. don't. And they don't. They do not. Not even fucking it's, close. I mean, it's so fucking rare to see that great of a drummer. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like you know your drums, like you know on the on the new Entheos, like like there's things that like. Zach and I would do differently, you know, in terms of the tracking. But, like, I didn't want to replace anything that, that he had done or you had done because it's, like, so critical to your playing in the band. Like, if I had sampled those toms or sampled the shit out of yeah, that yeah, snare, it like, it, it wouldn't sound the same. Like, yeah. like those those fills where you're, you know, you're going around the drums at 215 or 220 and 16th notes, like, if it's all the same velocity, like, yeah, it's so different. Like, you need that little bit of... Fade in on the on the eight inch tom, and you, need yeah, to, yeah. you know, like you know, like you know, like it has to I be agree. that thing. I mean, honestly, when I hear okay, so when I hear something with program drums now, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not listening. I'm yeah, just, yeah, it's I, all, yeah, I'm I, done with it. I can't listen. And to then it yeah, with the overly sampled drums, it, it kind of depends on what it is. Yeah, yeah, like the new Surreption, Surreption's production, the drums are like heavily sampled for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, but it works for their band. It works for their sound, and that's always been the sound mm-hmm. but like that's how tony plays it, I yeah. mean, it's like fucking it's mind-blowing dude right it's right. just so clean and it's seriously like uh, honestly that's probably my favorite thing it's like going to a sick metal show and the bands are just fucking the drummers are all a lot of it a lot of it starts so with the cool. drummer it's oh yeah if i can be quoted saying this a band there. is only as good as their drummer. I agree. Yeah. If your drummer sucks, your band is never going to be that good. It just can't happen. Or if your drummer sucks, they're going to be amazing because of it. Um, that too. Like that there, too. there, there is the exceptions. Right. You know, like where the drummer has <laughs> that thing. Who do you think? Can you name an exception? Yeah, I think like, I can l- think of some. Like Lars or or, or Paul from Cannibal. Yeah. Like, I, and Paul I, I, was like that's the sound. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I say that that Paul sucks or Lars sucks, but like they have limitations that puts the band like that puts pressure on the band to write a certain way. And it makes them who they are. Like yeah, I yeah. can't imagine cannibal with it wouldn't like work. you I, on it, the kid or whatever. There's <laughs> no way work. it wouldn't work with anyone else. Yeah. They need, but the way they drag the beat, it's like Pantera. Like, you know, Vinny is incredible. Like, you know, one of the best ever to me, you know, and like, you know, like people, like I, I probably talked a fair enough amount of shit about the Pantera reunion online, but like, <laughs> I respect the shit out of out of Charlie Benante. I, I do. I think he's great, but he's like the the polar opposite to me of Vinny. Like he's yeah, more yeah. of an on top of the beat guy, whereas Vinny's drag the beat guy. 
And and, and, and kind of minimal. Like Yeah. I mean the beats that he plays are it's not what I it's not what I would Right. I'm like overly accenting every single thing that's happening. Right. You know, whereas Vinnie Paul is like Here's a kick every once in a while. Yes, yeah. exactly. Kind of like when, when you when you ask people, um, what's the song on uh, Far Beyond Driven? you know, you, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, shedding skin. Yeah. You ask guitar players, well, what's what's Vinny playing on the kick drum there? And they're always like, and it's yeah. like, no, he's not. He's going, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's like leaves a kick out every other beat, like. It's so fucking heavy, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, really heavy. it's so heavy because he's not following. It's like you know, and it's he's so, it's so important. Those drummers, you know, like it's yeah, it really is, man. Because if he was following those beats, it wouldn't be as heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's That's different. True. It's That's a different true. vibe. Like I, like I get drummers that are just like I'm like, oh, you're clearly playing what the guitarist wrote, aren't you? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, take the kicks out. And then all of a sudden the song opens up and it's like, holy shit, it's so much heavier now. Because, like, when you follow the kicks all the time. Yeah. Or when you follow the when you follow the syncopated low notes on a guitar all the time, it kind of like, there's times when it's perfect. And then there's other mm-hmm. times when it, it's kind of like you pour molasses on the song. Like, it feels yeah, yeah. like it makes the song slower when you're going, you know, like all the time. With dude, the I know. You got to mm-hmm. pick and choose. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And to me, like... As a drummer and a guitar guitar player, if you want to call it that, like, it'll stick out to me, you know, yeah. when I'm supposed to just be like, like, there's a new part on the new album where the guitar's like, and I'm just like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it just sounds way, it's like, it's just supposed to be like that, yep. you know, and I think guitar players are the absolute worst at drummers. drums. Yeah, it, yeah. it sucks yeah. so and you bad. Can, you can tell a lot of the time if yeah. a guitar player has written God, the drum parts or programmed them. It, it yeah. is so annoying, and it sucks so bad, and it honestly makes me like not want to do sessions. Yeah, yeah. Because they you. send me these tracks, and I'm just like, dude, you guys, like, right. you don't get it. You no. don't get it. No, they don't get it at all, but I mean, it's... <laughs> It's not, not their instrument, you know. It's, but it's, then they get used to their stupid demo yeah. drums, and yeah. then they want, like, me to do that. I'm yeah. just like, no drummer would do that. No dude. drummer would do that. Like, if we were jamming in a room, that wouldn't be happening because yeah. you wouldn't be able to hear the kicks. Yeah, no one would do that. Yeah, it's 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 awesome when bands jam together. I, that is cool. It's, yeah. You know? It's, it's, a, it's a lost art. Oh, it sure it's is. It's a lost art. And if people are like, oh, well, there isn't budgets for it anymore, it's like, there wasn't budgets for it back then either. <laughs> I know. I know. The motherfuckers <laughs> got tight. <laughs> And that's why that's why bands had sounds like like Meshuggah, you know, had the sounds that they had because like there's like gear back then was available like regionally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like they had to struggle to get their hands on rectifiers, which they did, or like Marshall Valley states, but like right, right. you know like uh, Frederick's a big TC electronic guy, and like they're they're a Danish company, you know, which is right next to Sweden, and like that stuff was a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> in Sweden, you know, like the shit, like, or like Dime ended up with the fucking Randall stuff because he won it at a fucking guitar contest. Really? Right. Yeah. God, how many fucking guitar players sounds did that uh, define? Yeah, because that's what Dime I'm saying. Had that. That's crazy. Or, or you know, like Metallica, like at first with the Marshalls and then the Mesas, like there wasn't a lot back then. There wasn't all these options, and you know, like it's just so. 
nobody has identity anymore, and it's it, that's what bothers me. I said this all the time. Yes. I made Instagram posts about it. Like, like, stop, <laughs> stop fucking with shit. And I, you know what? Like, yeah. I made a living out of fucking with shit. But like, like find <laughs> find an identity. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I yeah. think it's. Yeah, a lot of people just want to write what other people have written, sound like what other people sound like, yeah. do the thing. And, yeah. yeah, there isn't a lot of, like, personality in a lot of bands that come out. But the ones who do come out with personality fucking rule. This it's is the second time Lauren's called me. Let me tell her we're still doing this podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's always a thing. Um, it's not always a thing. It's just such a thing now where people don't have the – don't have identity and it's and it's i think it's because there's just op, uh, option paralysis i know yeah I mean, dude totally <clears throat> even and like I, when i got into it like from when i got into because i'm into production and all that stuff mm-hmm. like from when i got into it it was like you have like a line six yeah I don't, there wasn't an axe effects yeah no yeah. yeah no there wasn't i mean it was i had a johnson j station because i had that johnson millennium amp and it was like this like a different version of the pod and yeah. um yeah, the man. sickest thing you could have was like a Pod XT rack. Oh god! And I yeah. got that. And I and I and I could never and get I have that, that one to sound as cool as the original Pod. I always thought the XT was like a. It sounds like shit. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, but I just had it because it was like, dude, Meshuggah has this. Yeah, so you got to get it. Right. Yep. I mean, I think what you're saying is right. Think of all the the best restaurants you've been to. They have very small menus. Yeah, yeah. It, that. It is a thing. Like when there are too many options out there, you spend so much time yeah. worrying about all of that shit yep. that you have option paralysis. You don't, yep. you can't make a decision and sound like yourself. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 100%. Man. Well, fuck, we're at like an hour. Yeah. 40. And it's super Probably. late. We started yeah. this at like a, like we're gonna wrap it up. At, well, we started damn. this at like nine thirty. but we'll do some more. We live very close to each other. I want to do one with you and Casey. Okay, let's do it. I think it. that would be weird and fun. Yeah, it would okay, be. Okay, let's one. do it. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm I'm down anytime. I mean, I, I've had a blast. I could probably sit here for another two hours. Yeah, me too. Shit. Me too. Well, yeah. actually, before we go, why don't you want there to be a Pantera reunion? Yeah, uh, right, let's get into that real yeah. quick. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> let's will. Talk I, more. I will. I mean, <laughs> let's and, talk more. And and I I hope it circulates. Not that anybody should care what I think, but like I just don't think that anybody and it doesn't. It's not a. Uh, it's not a fucking bag on on people's abilities, like like Zach has written one of my favorite records of all time, the first book of shadows, and Charlie's a fucking legend, you know, in Anthrax, like he's brilliant, and we're friends, and I consider him a friend, and he's a good guy, like he's a great fucking drummer, and like just a fucking just a visionary of of metal, you know, but like they are not the guys that I want to see play Pantera, and I want to see anybody play Pantera, like. Obviously, like Wes Houck, everybody, you know, says that Wes can do it, and he can. But Wes doesn't want to be the dime bag guy. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I mean, it like, would be cool, but it's... It, it would be great. It's It'd be great. A but, Pantera tribute. Band. Yeah, it's a Pantera tribute, and it's it's just fucking weird. And people are like, oh, if you... If you didn't like a Pantera, you didn't get... <laughs> you know, like, it's like, okay, man, like, I can't have an opinion on it. You know, like, yeah. dude, I... Pantera means more to me than than, you know just about anything out there in terms of music. And like those guys, like Charlie and Zach didn't grow up in Texas playing fucking blues shuffles and it fucking shows. And that's not an insult. Zach's fucking brilliant. Charlie's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I don't want to watch I'm broken 
with the beat rushed. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want it to be blah, 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 blah. I want it to be blah, 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 blah. Like, you want that shit to drag, man. Like, and they're going to go up there and they're going to play it too fast and they're going to fucking rush the beat (laughs) and Charlie's going to rush through the film. And it's, and and for Anthrax, that's the shit because it feels awesome and they, and they got that fucking thing, man. And Charlie's probably the, the best of those guys. But I just don't, I just don't think it's going to sound right to me, you know? And maybe I'm being a snob. They're going to sell a lot of tickets. Well, how would it sound right? I mean, those, like, it's kind of a a one-of-a-kind sound. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just can't be replicated. The two people who made that sound are, are, have passed, you know? Yes. just can't. Yeah, and I just don't, it's, it's, it makes me sad that people don't, you know what? They want to celebrate the songs cool. But it makes me sad that people don't realize how special what those two brothers did is because it's so fucking unmatched. There is no metal band that has ever done that. Like, there is bands that have done Metallica fucking great. And there's bands that can do Metallica better than Metallica now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and and like Megadeth is like on fire now. And it's three different people than it was you know, for the classic lineup, the Rust and Peace lineup. And they fucking kill right now. But, like, that's not going to be what this lineup's going to be because nobody can fucking do what those dudes did. And it's, like, their feel and their their note choice, and but especially their feel, was so unique, man. And it was because they grew up playing ZZ Top yeah. and fucking playing Stevie Ray Vaughan and shit like that. And, bar- and Van Halen. Van Halen was in Brothers. Gojira's Brothers. Like, there's, like, something very special about Brothers in a band. Yeah. Totally. You know, in the especially when it comes to drumming and guitar, like I don't know, I could I could talk about this for another. We could do a whole podcast. Did you ever uh, see Pantera? I did, and I and I met him. Okay, oh, I got to meet, meet I got to meet Dime. I met him at a Tower Records signing when I was at Berkeley. Well, yeah, like Dimebag was like surprisingly small guy. Okay, small, really small hands. How tall do you think? Five seven. Wow, wow. like small guy. Yeah, yeah. never would have thought that. Yeah, very small guy. And um, you saw him live though. I saw him live in Towson Center. And uh, I was out of Baltimore in 2001. I have it on okay. mini disc. Was it the Slayer Morbid Angel tour? It was Morbid Angel and Pantera. Yeah, yeah. I saw and, that. And wow. Nothing Face. Yeah. Went to that tour. Yeah, so you saw Pantera on that tour? Yeah. Dude, it was so sick. Did I, Slayer play or am I? Sl- Slayer, Slayer, Slayer didn't play on that one. They might have played some of the Okay, bands. okay. I'm, I'm getting a different tour confused. So it was Morbid Angel, Pantera. Yeah, Morbid 2001. Angel. Yep. I went to that show. Yeah, and I have it. On, I taped it on mini disc. I have the. I sh- I recorded the show. Wow, Damn. man, it was just so fucking sick, dude. That was the first show that I ever drove to. Oh, okay. Like yeah. I just got my right. I don't even know if I had my license. I might yeah. just had my permit. Yeah, I was like I just 18, took 18. my mom's car. Yeah, yeah. I was like sixteen. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I've up. I've no like dog in the fight when it comes to Pantera. Right. Because but it's it's just not. It's not Pantera playing. It's no, it's a, not. I and mean, isn't Phil kind of already doing this thing with the illegals? Like he, he plays Pantera songs. He is, and that's what I don't understand. It's like, okay, well, we need we need Zach and Charlie to to sell tickets now. Yeah, you know, which is interesting to me. You know, um, and like I said, more power to him. Is it coming here? I'll, I don't know. I'll Can go. Not, it comes. I'm Can we not, go? I'm not going. 
You're not going to go. I, I was Mark, you're getting me in. You're my in on the list. Oh, God. We, you could get in a million times. <laughs> you're protesting I, I, it? No, you know, we, we, do, we should go, go, go with me to the uh, Anthrax Black Label show. I'm down. I love uh, it. I want to go to that. Hate Breed is opening. It's at the Ryman. Oh, s- okay. what? We'll, we'll hang out with the Hate When's Breed that, guys. Though? Uh, September 16th, I think. Or something. Perfect. We're going. Yeah, we're going. I, I, was talk, I was talking go. to Wayne from Hatebreed the other day. Like, we're going to go. Hatebreed. We're going to have a good time. And I, and I, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give Charlie shit about Pantera. He's like, well, that should be interesting. I'm like, because <laughs> Charlie doesn't take any shit. So like, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, well, isn't he, he's like a New York dude, right? He, no, he's Chicago. Oh, okay. Well, even more. Yeah. Well, maybe Chicago he's a people. New York guy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. In Chicago now. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds fun though. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, that show will be fun. Yeah, it so. will be. I think we should take those two questions that are in the email inbox before okay. we call it. Yeah, let's let's take. There are two questions. I don't know what they are, but they had to wait till the end of the podcast. That's what we do. We take questions do, at the end. Do you let them know that that you've answered their questions? We say their name. We well, don't. I mean, we don't like announce it. They no, I mean, to, like you don't email them. Nope. No. So they have to like listen to the. They have to podcast. listen to the whole goddamn thing. All right. Yeah, they're shot. Dear Naveen. What is it like? <laughs> what a sick studio. Uh, what do you think's like the defining Mark Lewis record? Yeah, that's what if I If you had to name one. God, I don't know. I don't want there to be one. I like that. I don't want there to be one, man. You just want to keep going and yeah. you want every record to, to exceed your last one. I really do feel like I'm doing better work than ever. I feel like having a good, stable family and... You know, shout out to Lauren and, and all the kids. Um, yeah, Lauren is great. Yeah. Having that and having the studio, I feel like I'm like like alive and aware now. Like I've made a lot of good records and I listen back. I'm like, how the fuck did I do that? You know? <laughs> like, That's kind of how it goes, you know? I think that every time I make a record, I'm like, or if I like go back and listen to songs that I've made, I'm like, how? Yeah. How is that me? I That's just want to keep topping myself. I feel like I'm really dialed in now, and I feel like it's like almost just beginning for me. You know, like it's, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Cheney, I'm having a hard time finding. Oh, here, I'll questions. find them. A question. Them. This one, David. Yeah, uh, I think there was one up more, or maybe behind him. You seeing it? Uh, go down then. We're gonna need to get. Sorry, a new there email were a lot the of questions. messages last yeah, like week. We got yeah, a lot of shit going on here. Voicemail. Right here. Oh, this one? <clears throat> oh, okay, that's it? not it. Fuck, man. I saw one I'm a couple down, these I think. questions, yeah. This isn't it, because the one had an actual question. Okay. I think we already played this. Yeah, we should have these in a separate uh We're going to have, like, a copper crab question. There was, like, a really good one, I think. I don't think I can find it. Well, shit. New voicemail? What's that? This one? This one. Oh, it's a voicemail? Uh, I don't think there's anything there. Probably want to buy your house. Uh, we are willing to make <laughs> a competitive offer. Wait, wait, wait. You can go to the voicemails. Sorry, click on that again. Okay. Click on any voicemail and play it. Click play message. And it then goes you can to the Google Voice inbox? Yeah, to the oh, left. Is that what was it a text or was it a... I'm not sure. Go... Because we get text. I think it's the here. second one down. What's that? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Here, I'll play it. Let's 
It's tight that it doesn't work. Oh, you know what? I don't have it hooked up. Oh, well, can't do it. Yeah, it's not going to work. Well, shit. Well, fuck it. I guess we can't do it. Fuck yeah, questions, we man. It up. Fuck we questions. just wasted everybody's time. <laughs> it's all good. It doesn't matter. We're, but yeah. we're deep in there in the weeds anyway. We are. How just long are these it. podcasts usually? We do them for any, however long we want to. Uh, this is about, I think, the length. Yeah, we're kicking it two hours right we're now. About two hours deep. Damn. Yeah, so let's call it. We'll do another one when the record comes out. I think we should do it. In the future, where we should say, like, hey, Mark Lewis is going to be on the, the podcast. Send us questions. Let's get some voicemails going. Yeah, and then we could psh, play them, you know. And All then, right. Yeah, see how this episode does it. I mean, if it fucking bombs, yeah. don't have me on anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to bomb. It's not going to bomb. All right. This is well, a good one. You are we, the creator of the Golden Lobster, my uh, friend. All right, yeah. cool. So, we and then, well, we got to do some clips for me to put on, on the gram. I'll do some yeah, clips for sure. We're absolutely yeah. going to do, do clips of you talking shit about Pantera. Oh, yeah, that's, that's obviously cool. <laughs> the first one we're doing. That's cool. Sending it straight to metal sucks. All right, good. No, I've been trying to do more <laughs> clips lately. So good. I like it, but it's yeah. always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming over and doing the I know, podcast. Dude. I know you're yeah. a, you're a well of information and, um, I know there's definitely sure. more we got to get into. Yeah, I know. Well, we're okay. going to talk about well, a lot you guys more. are easy to talk to, and plus we have this good whiskey, so here we go. That's true. Thing. We should get really stoned and just sit here in silence for <laughs> two hours. Sometime. Well, if I get stoned, I'm not going to sit here in silence. Wait, Mark, you don't smoke weed, do you? No, I don't. I'm the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do <laughs> Next every time once in a while, and then I'm like, this is why I don't smoke weed. Next yeah, time, let's eat a bunch of shrooms. and. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. That would be a fascinating, funny podcast. Yeah. God. <laughs> I would Sounds do that. Fucking like a nightmare <laughs> to me. Yeah, let's have metal sucks waiting outside the door to cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, it depends what we talked about. I guess. Yeah, that's true. We don't. We would have to get really controversial. They want to cancel that. people. That's their whole. Oh, vibe I know now. they do. It's, I know it's, they do. Yeah, definitely. I had careful. to unfollow them on yeah. Instagram straight up. I mean, it's it's really? it's, it's anxiety. I know. It's like TMZ. I'm like, dude, I don't care about like gossip. Yeah. Like I'd rather hear about like news. Yes. Metal. Yeah, I just I like metal and I like news. Yeah. I don't the clickbait thing is it's just not really for me. Right. Agreed. That's where I'm at, dude. So deal with it. (coughs) All right. Let's call on this one. We'll have you again, Mark. You guys rule. Can't wait. You rule. Thanks for having me. I know you got a long drive home. So So when does this come out? On uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs out quick. All right, motherfuckers. Now we'll talk right. shit. Now we're going to go Cheers. talk shit in our kitchen. <laughs> Cheers. Have a good week, y'all. Love y'all